Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Freedom Convoy truckers are warning nefarious elements may try to plant weapons in a false flag, stolen weapons nonetheless, after 11 people were arrested with a weapons cache. They're trying everything they can to stop this group of protesters. Doesn't seem to be working. Trudeau's invoking these emergency powers for the first time. He's being condemned widely for it. And there's a really funny meme from Political Compass memes because I retweeted Vosh, <laughs> who criticized Trudeau, and they're like, what's happening? You know, and it shows like a, a stone toss comic, and it's like me and Vosh are like shaking hands. And then people are commenting, commenting that Tim's a centrist, so this is not as shocking as people like think it is. But anyway, it's kind of scary how, uh, how far it's gone in Canada. But I think it should uh, should bring about optimism because it shows you that these protests work. You've also uh, we've also got the Ottawa police chief, I believe is this police chief, right? Yeah, right. yeah, he's resigned. Slowly, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, slowly. And another report saying that those donations that were being sent to the truckers, yeah, actually most of them came from Canada. It was not America, like Trudeau was trying to argue. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into all of that stuff. Plus, we have a creepy CGI video. The family of the cinematographer killed by Alec Baldwin has filed a lawsuit. They've released a CGI video showing exactly how it went down, or at least the description of how it went down. And as much as I don't like acting like CGI video as evidence, I think it will help people understand why, well, how it went down. It was indoors. It was in a tight, you know, this location. You'll see what the building kind of looked like. It's an artist rendering of it. I'm going to maintain my position. I think, uh. I think Alec Baldwin killed that woman. Mm. I don't, I, I think it may have been accidental, but I think it may have been just a fit of rage. Something ain't right there. And so with this new lawsuit, new information is coming out. We're going to talk about all that. Plus we have Remington settling a massive lawsuit over $70 million. And this one just makes absolutely no sense to me. But joining us to talk about all of this is Mr. Drew Hernandez. Thank you guys for having me. It's always fun. It's always fun to be here with the gang. Can you guys hear me? We sure yeah, can. We're good to go. Yeah. Introduce yourself, good sir. Well, for those of you that don't know me, and I may, my name is Drew Hernandez. I've done a lot of on-the-ground reporting. You may have seen my stuff from the 2020 riots and stuff like that. And we have some announcements to make tonight as well with a brand new show as well. So it's going to be fun. Awesome. Right on. We also got Chris Carr hanging out. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me back. Good to yeah, be here. And, and who are you, sir? I am the executive editor of the newsroom for TimCast.com. Oh. Got the oh, rock star cool. journalist turning out great work every single day. Yeah, great website. Yeah, so. good site. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're Works really lucky they have all those members over at TimCast.com who support the site, allowing allowing the hiring of such great reporters. Mm-hmm. We love you all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we got Ian. What's up, everybody? Ian Crossland. Good to see you. And I'm also here pushing buttons in the corner, trying to get the sound just right, tweaking it. We check it every night, but sometimes it's still a little high. But we're going to have a great show tonight. Stoked to have Drew back again. Speaking yeah, I, I noticed, though, Ian, you never introduced yourself. I leave it to the imagination. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> guy with a so bunch of weird way. rocks Who's in front of true, him. Yeah. He talks about <laughs> DMT and graphene all day. Is it human? Oh, Is yeah. it human? <laughs> and don't forget to go to TimCast.com. Become a member. Because we're going to have a special members-only segment coming up for all of you guys after the show. These are for uh, our, our members to help you know, give you something in exchange, I suppose. Those are Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. But as a member, you will help keep all of our staffers employed. 
And that's the most important thing, I suppose. We run the operation primarily off of your memberships. Not to mention, we know we, we do have sponsors for sure, but you know we run off memberships. So don't forget to sign up and also smash the like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Let's check out that first big story from the Daily Mail. Freedom Convoy leaders claim nefarious elements are planning to plant 2,000 stolen guns on protesters in Ottawa to discredit their movement after Mounties arrested 11 with cachet of firearms in Alberta. Convoy Security Chief Danny Bulford made the allegation in a video addressed late Monday night, claimed nefarious elements plan to plant firearms on demonstrators to discredit them, suggested the plot could be linked to a truck filled with guns stolen in Ontario early Sunday morning. Police say that the truck was stolen as a crime of opportunity by crooks who first tried several other trucks. But Bulford thinks it could be a dark plot to crack down after Trudeau's emergency declaration. On Monday, Mounties seized 15 guns and arrested 11 at a border blockade in Coots, Alberta. Convoy leaders have declined to address the arrests, cutting off a press conference when asked about them. Now, I don't know about all that uh, false flag stuff, conspiracy stuff, but I I will say they're trying everything in their power to Mm. shut this down. So what, what, what do you guys think in terms of plausibility for something like this? Well, I think from the very get-go, um, what's been happening in Canada is just completely slanderous. I mean, they've been calling them domestic terrorists. They've been calling them a uh, threat. They've been calling them insurrectionists. It's like the same buzzwords you see across the entire board. They did the same thing with J6. But this is is interesting because there are legitimately peaceful people in this protest, but they still use these words and these slander against them. So you you have to ask yourself, like you're seeing their federal government try so hard to slander who these people really are. I mean, this this is a protest with bounce houses and inflatables and there's children and people are just demanding freedom and it's like not violent. But when you read something like that, it's really not that too far off to be like, huh. Maybe something like that could be going on because they're trying to slander these people from the very get-go. Well, you that's, know, um, well, that's oh, the problem ahead. is that the slander is not sticking, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So at this point, they have to make these people look violent. Mm-hmm. And I think they would probably resort to any means in order to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not one for these kinds of conspiracies. You know, show me show me the hard evidence, speculation. But the, the challenge, I suppose, though, is they've tried everything. You know, they've, they've tried claiming this violence. They, they've tried... Uh, They've they tried the, using. They did the, the swastika. Know, they did the mm-hmm. what was Confederate it? The, the, flag. Yeah, the Confederate flag. flag. Yeah. They haven't done the N word yet. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. see if they can say one of the <laughs> truckers said Q-Anon. it. They've done Q-Anon. 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 None of it is working. Yeah, they're yeah. trying everything and anything to discredit people that just want freedom. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what people people need to like really. These are people demanding freedom. They want bodily autonomy, right? Like they're really not calling for anything else other than we don't want to be forced to take a jab, right? We want freedom that's what we want and it's crazy when you see them slander them as like you know they're xenophobic when you have Mm -hmm. like minorities or you have immigrants that are truckers in canada there's like there's a viral video of these like indian guys and they're on chairs or whatever they're bouncing and playing music and everyone's dancing to it and it's like punjabi music yeah and those those are the xenophobes those are the racists but it's like it's these same buzzwords over and over again but i just i think people really need to ask themselves like what you got to think about it invertedly right if you're a totalitarian psychopath, those people are terrorists in your eyes. Those people are a problem. Those people do pose a threat to you. Because if you are a totalitarian psychopath, anyone that's demanding freedom in any way, shape, or form, by definition, that's what they are in your eyes. And I think 
a lot of Canadians that are just kind of in the hive mind right now. And shout out to Canada. I love, I love the Canadians, man. But there's, there's a lot of people out there that just eat up, just like here in the United States, that eat up these lies and they just believe them and they gravitate towards them. It's like, well, the, the government said so, so it, it must be true. But these, they, in a sense, what I'm trying to say is they do, they, they are a threat to the regime. They, mm-hmm. they, they are terrorists to the regime yeah, because they are, they pose a threat to what they want to control. If you're the, the, uh, high life royalty atop your ivory tower <laughs> and the peasants have made their way in, you know, heavens. Yeah, they're absolutely disruptive to your way of life. It's the Lord so, Farquaad mentality, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to just, just, have you ever th- stopped? <laughs> To consider the perspective of Trudeau, you know, he's sitting there minding his own business with his teen crumpets and expensive champagnes, <laughs> when all of a sudden these dirty pores are trying to tell him what to do. I mean, yeah, these people absolutely are terrorists going after him. Oh, heavens. Well, know. yeah, he's he's given us explicit insight into how he views who he is versus who the deplorables are, because that video that's recirculated lately of him talking about how much he admires China mm. and, the, and the Chinese government for being able to, I think he said, be able to turn their economy around on a dime, mm-hmm. whatever that means. And, and at, uh, at the same time in that video, he also insults other people Harper. for yeah, yeah Harper for wanting Harper. to be a dictator, and it's like what? Mm-hmm. what? Project much? <laughs> right, you're one, the one advocating. One of the it. problems I've got with the trucking combo right now is I don't know what they want, and that's I'm confused. What are, you, what are you talking about? They want to end the vaccine mandates. Yeah, but they want more. I, I just watched a video with a trucker on national news uh, somewhere. I should I'll find it on Twitter. It was like British news or something, and he was like, "So what? What do you want?" And the guy's like, "We want, you know, we want." We want to, and he's like, you want to end the max, the mandate, the vaccine mandate? He's like, yeah, we want to end that. And what else do you want? Well, we want freedom. And I'm like, what is that? I think he wants like an American constitution, but no, he, it's, no, it's no, vague. No, no. And so they, I don't know how to if, give it to they, him. If they tell you, Ian, we want to end the mandates and you're expecting more but than that. He's like, and what you're, else? You're, Once you're, they do that, will you go home? They're like, no. And then he was like saying there's more, but they want freedom. And like, they want, just want freedom. I'm like, what does that even mean? And who, who are they talking to? I don't know, man. Exactly. I'll see if I can pull this up. Yeah. I'll pull this up. The whole thing is about the vax mandates, right? And that's why they give you one response. But of course, there's other things. They want to be respected. They want to be heard. They're, right. they're tired of the abuse. I will say in response to this guy coming out and saying there's a potential false flag, smart. Because they're going to smear him as crazy. Yep. They're going to say, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Well, better than letting them come with a big truckload of guns. Yeah, the other part of what I was going to say is I'm glad that this this story is shouting out that there are leaders involved because that was the problem with Occupy mm. Wall Street is there was no leadership and mm. so there was no mm. unified message and it dissipated. I hope that these leaders can put one together. Picture this. You're driving on the open road taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Yeah, I think they do have very strong leaders. And I know that one of the things that I was seeing from the press was they were saying that 
the word freedom has become supposedly a right wing talking point. And I was like, <laughs> there you yeah. go. That's it. That's how, that's, that's how everything's shaking out right now. And that's how you know which side of history you want to be on. Do you want to be on the side of history that says that freedom is a right wing talking point? Or do you actually care about freedom and want people to make their own choices? 90% of truckers have gotten vaccinated and it's not enough for them. They're still not allowing that last 10% to live freely and to work freely and to cross the border freely. That's all they want. They just don't want the last 10% who feel like they shouldn't have to take it to have to take it. That's basically what they want. That's was, their version uh, of freedom. I was laughing this past weekend because the counter protesters started coming out. You know, they're running around with their <laughs> with their mm-hmm. commie flags right. and all that, right? And you see some of these protests. I posted this on Twitter the other uh, last weekend. Some of them are like throwing themselves in front of trucks like into oncoming traffic and it's like so you're you're counter protesting people shutting down streets by shutting down streets and throwing yourself in front of oncoming traffic because you know that just makes total sense it really does in a a very counterintuitive but very human ancient way they are advocating for enslavement Mm. they really are and that's and that's not the first time this has happened like that does happen some sometimes in certain cultures people advocate for enslavement and they're literally doing that and it's terrifying there were a lot of people that were defending Ron DeSantis and uh, Florida when they were passing this bill, the anti-riding law, that makes it a felony to block the roads in certain circumstances. And I said, nah, man, you can't. That's why I'm not in mm-hmm. favor of that. And we, we've had people come here and argue and say, no, there should be harsh penalties for these people. When, and, and, and we always say this. You pass a law, it will be used against you. Of now, course. of course, this is up in Canada. I know. Not Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm the same thing. But uh, if we want to have an American trucker protest... All of a sudden, these anti-riot laws come into play. They're gonna, the, the left will be laughing and being like, "Oh, you got what you got what you asked for. Here we go, mm-hmm. baby. We're going to start arresting, arresting all these guys on felony charges." So, I think you've got to give room to nonviolent civil disobedience. Mm-hmm. That being said, as for what's going on in Canada, Trudeau's lost the plot. War powers or emergency powers or whatever he's doing over what bouncy house, <laughs> over, inflatables. But, but think about it. It's over jacuzzis. People, it's over yeah. people not wanting to to serve, not wanting to to participate. And so they're treating these people who are just saying no to the system as if they're violent extremists. It is so interesting to me because this smacks of what America is trying to do by painting all right-wing people as a form of terrorists. Because one of the things that the emergency powers in Canada are supposed to do, they're supposed to protect Canadians from like actual threats to their physical well-being. And I think it was Ben Shapiro I was listening to earlier today made the point about how there were riots in Canada like last year, not to the extent there were in the U.S., but the Black Lives Matter stuff was going on in Canada as well. Never shut that down. They never said we need emergency powers for that. That was actually a threat to Canadian businesses and to Canadian lives and well-beings, and they just didn't care. This is different. This is political. This is deeply troubling to me. I have a serious problem with this. Not good. Yeah, Trudeau's, uh, he seems sad. He seems you know, worried. You watch these videos and it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. he's talking with Biden. He has no idea how to handle this. And what he's doing now isn't working. Yeah. And that, that's, they're, they've, they're beyond desperate. But what do they do? Hmm. What do you, what do you do? You know, he's like, I'm not going to call in the military. I won't do it. But eventually, you know, if he moves in and uses force, it'll only make it worse. So it's time, you know, he and the rest of them realize they lost. It's over. Is this crackdown going to work? I mean, after what, going on three weeks of this or two and a half or whatever it is, I'm really curious to know if this crackdown will work. I don't know if it will or not. Well, define work. Hmm. Will it be a CCP style suppression of people that are literally advocating for freedom? Like Tiananmen Square? Yeah, exactly. Tanks roll That's in. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Will they, will they, uh, move into that realm of suppression and will it work? Because it's worked over well, there. Well, it works, but it works to like 
get the trucks off the road, but whether or not it works to preserve Canadian, you know, freedom, I, I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think you can blast your own citizens and expect to stay in power in this day and age. Well, there's different in Canada. There's different arts of warfare, right? There's obviously like military powers. There's physical war, and then there's monetary. Like there's like economic war, right? There's there's cyber warfare. There's all types of different ways you can go about taking your enemy out. And I think they're clearly right now using psychological warfare and they're shutting down bank accounts. They're trying to use economic warfare by drowning these people out. Uh, they already took to the streets and tried to take their gas. But I think they're trying these different things. And, and, and in my opinion, I think they're 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 pretty serious things. I mean, when, you, when you're trying to, like, shut down someone's bank account because they're asking for freedom, that's a huge problem to me. That's just as serious, in my opinion. Yeah, I could see, like, what is these 24-year-olds going to get their bank account shut down for the rest of their lives? Mm -hmm. Is that the plan, Justin? Mm -hmm. no. Dude, without court orders, maybe this is just lining everybody up for when the social credit, uh, social credit system comes thinking. in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is just prepping it all. Or, you know, uh, I was saying this story reminds me of Watchmen. You know, maybe in order for them to, uh, for, for the powerful elites to enact their one-world currencies or whatever, you know, international free trade agreements they want to get through— they need people to unify around a villain. Hmm. They be, they embody all the things they don't want people to do, be jerks about it, and then everyone pulls back and does, some, does the opposite. So Bitcoin, for instance, how do you get mass adoption of a different currency? Hmm. Destroy the other one, be a villain, make everyone think it's the safe haven. Quick, everybody run. Bitcoin's the only way to save you. They're freezing our bank accounts. Then all of a sudden everyone's using a global digital <sighs> store of value that's yep. trackable. Mm -hmm. So they used to hunt buffalo, man. They just chase them off a cliff. Scare really? them to run towards <laughs> wherever they thought was safe, and it happened to be a yeah. cliff that they would <laughs> run off of. And then what, they would climb down and just pick them yep. up? Yep. That's how – don't tell, like, uh, hawks and, like, falcons or whatever they do that for goats. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, like, the mountain goats will climb up and be licking salt or something, and then the big bird just swoops in and hits it and then just flips off the oh. cliff and Oh, yeah, I've seen them the do that. That's wild. Yeah, that's one way to do it. That's one way to do it, man. <laughs> you know, this is this – is, I think I saw a Trudeau – uh, quote earlier today I think he was saying and I'm paraphrasing someone could find this if they're listening uh, he said somewhere near to the near to the extent of like not only are these people that are the protesters like the ones that are unlawful but those that are supporting it as right. well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like when right. you start to see stuff like that that's when people need to seriously wake up like I don't care what your politics are but when you see someone Saying like, okay, those people are wrong. They should be silenced. They don't have the right to protest or shut down a street, whatever, whatever. But then when you hear someone start to say you can't even affiliate with those people, it's getting into some weird territory. And I don't think whatever your politics are, I, I think you should really take note of that because just being affiliated with someone and that's like breaking the law – Pretty interesting. Yeah, does that mean all the phone carriers that are mm. are giving truckers phone access right like now. Like, how far does that go? They, yeah. It's always these vague statements. Like, what does that mean? Like, what exactly does that mean to you? I saw a funny meme. I don't want to highlight this story because I think it really is relevant. From TimCast.com, first, I'll give you this. Justin Trudeau invokes emergency powers in an effort to stop protests. Trudeau's government has declared the ability to freeze bank accounts and suspend the, the rig insurance of truckers involved in the Freedom Convoy. Wow. Now, that's the story which is the precursor to the actual story here. I was browsing Reddit, as I often do. Most of you know, I'm you know, flipping through Reddit all the time. When I come across political compass memes, I'm a fan. They've got 533,000 members. And I see this. It says, Canada, what have you done? And it shows Vosh's tweet. For those that are familiar, Vosh is a socialist YouTuber. And then it says, Tim Pool retweeted. And I'm like, I don't understand. What, what is this? And I look down and they have a stone toss comic. 
In the first panel, it shows me, which they call me libertarian right, and Vosh, a leftist, and he reaches out his hand, we shake hands, and then we look over at Trudeau, who looks like some kind of hunchback goblin or whatever. <laughs> but uh, the comments are then filled with people saying Tim Pool is lib center, not lib right. But I think it's funny. Uh, Vosh tweeted, Trudeau explaining to his people how revocation of citizenship is the only way to protect Canada from the striking Dairy Queen workers. <laughs> and it's a really good That's tweet. That's hilarious. And then it shows the Ingsoc 1984, Big Brother, all that stuff. And I thought it was a fantastic tweet from Vosh. And so I retweeted it. And I was like, yeah, right on. And then he makes a bunch of other points following up on that thread where he's like, how, how are you all not getting it? That if they can freeze your bank without a court order, if you ever stage a general strike or try and stand up against these big corporations or the power of government, they will freeze you out. I find that really funny. As much as I agree with Vosh in that point, I'm like, dude, the vaccine mandates are worse than that. (laughs) The vaccine mandates are like, we can take away your money. And you're like, fine, I'll go, you know, I'll figure out another way to make money. But the vaccine mandates are... You can't enter any of these buildings unless you inject this into your body. You have no bodily autonomy. Yo, if someone came Mm -hmm. to me and said, you have two choices. We can take away your bodily autonomy and inject things into you against your will, or you can't use a bank. I'd be like, yo, I'll figure out something else. I I got Bitcoin, I got crypto, I'll barter. I'll I'll whittle a sailboat on a piece of wood and trade it to someone in exchange for a cheeseburger. Yeah. But if you're if it's vax mandate, you can't even go inside the building to try and trade trade your little wooden sailboat. So mm. I don't understand how all of a sudden Vosh is like, this is the line for me. You can't take my money. It's like, but you're okay with them injecting people against their will? Well, look, at least on the one thing we can agree. So I will say the meme is great. Showing that whatever different factions we have here, everybody is unhappy with Trudeau and think it's, it thinks it's really, really bad. I, I will add though, the responses to Vosh's tweet, you got a lot of people on the left who are like, you're wrong on this. It's good what he's doing. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, as I was mentioning earlier, just pull up any one of Justin Trudeau's most recent, you know, uh, cycle of deranged tweets. Check out those comments from Canadians that are in support of him. Mm-hmm. Like full on, I mean, complete salute support of whatever their great prime minister wants to do i'm looking for the abraham lincoln justin trudeau uh metaphors where they're like sometimes you have to suspend habeas right right yeah yeah that connection's there yo man if this if this is the direction we're going into they're the ones who radicalize they 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 want to accuse their political opponents of being the ones that radicalize people but that's exactly what they do because we know they accuse of what they're doing but you know, I know a lot of people listen and it's like, why, why does this political side always get to do that? Like they get to accuse their political opponents of doing exactly what they do. But at the same time, like that's their art. Like they, mm-hmm. they use all these buzzwords. They slander. They say you're this. They say you're that. And what that does is it radicalizes people to do stuff and take actions. Like when this all first started, you might, you guys remember the viral photo that went out of the guy? with a face mask on, literally try to run someone over in the trucker convoy in a Jeep. It turned oh, out to be like an Antifa affiliate or oh, something, yeah, like, yeah, something yeah. like that. Oh, like, wow. that's what I'm saying is like this, this, this is, this is dangerous. Like when we all talk about like rhetoric and talk about when people are talking about certain things, like there's freedom of speech. We understand that, but they're the ones that use these buzzwords to get people radicalized where it actually turns into real world violence and they don't say a word about it. They just let it go by because they're justified. They're justified in their own minds because mm-hmm. if you're a terrorist, then you have every right to protect yourself because they're going to hurt you and your family somewhere somewhere down the line because they're the scary truckers. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that radicalize people. 
That's what I didn't get is you're supposed to protect other people's rights until they're proven guilty. That's so why all of a sudden just because some uh, the word terrorist gets involved, do they not do we not protect their rights anymore? I don't like that. That's a new thing as of like 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people pointed out how scary it was. I was listening to Dave Smith on uh, Joe Rogan. Did oh, you guys yeah. listen to that one? Of course. Yeah. Dave's great. Yeah. He was just uh, – he was talking about Brian Stelter and he was saying that you know misinformation is dangerous and putting out a story claiming that certain tragic events didn't happen is dangerous. And then Dave Smith is like, Barack Obama signing the indefinite detention provision and the media not covering it is dangerous. Yes. And it's like, I love yeah, him, man, he is. Mm-hmm. That's true. He nails it. On laser, point. yeah, laser focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this. It was back, I think, in like 2012. Obama signed into uh, law the National Defense Authorization Act, which included a provision that said the U.S. government can uh, detain you anywhere on the planet without mm-hmm. charge or trial. Mm-hmm. And it should have been the you know the biggest news. Mm. The anti-establishment, anti-authoritarian types were all screaming about it. The activists. I made a video about it way back in the day, and uh, Brian Sutter's scared, uh, angry that people are posting nonsense on on social media. So mm-hmm. that's what you get when you when, when, from CNN. But uh, but look, nobody watches CNN. Their ratings are in the gutter, and this is exactly why. And that's the point Dave was making. He was like, "You have to have you ever self reflected and asked yourself why it is people believe these these YouTube videos or believe these these you know conspiracy videos? Why is it they don't trust you anymore? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. because you don't tell the truth. Mm-hmm. It's because you're not talking about." things people care about right. so you're not interesting but more importantly it's because you lie they and, lie and you, and you spend cnn just spends all of their time telling you like why you shouldn't listen to somebody rather than just like telling the truth in and it right. itself or even like presenting the truth as like a counter argument to whoever they're trying to debunk they just like sit there and they tell you who's dumb who's stupid you shouldn't listen to their right wing and they're just like not a credible source it's like if that's become your news organization you're no longer a news organization you just have a very very uh, strong opinion which is fine but don't call yourself a reliable source right yeah it's ridiculous dude it's like literally ridiculous at this point because like at, at one point you know, I want people to ask themselves, like, are, are you offended by this? Like, do I need CNN to lecture me about what's true and what's not? Like, am I too stupid to think for myself? Mm. Like, why don't people ask themselves these questions, especially with the whole Joe Rogan thing? It's ridiculous, dude. Like, why why is Brian Stelter triggered that Joe Rogan used the N-word? It's like, dude, who cares? Someone told him to be triggered about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's, who cares at this point if Joe Rogan used the N-word? They because care. like, who who gets exclusive rights to a certain word? They're, listen, if, if you are a certain color, if you are a race, and you, you literally declare that I have exclusive rights to a certain word because of my racial superiority, you're a racist. I don't care what color you are. If that's your thinking, that's what you are. And I know a bunch of black people are going to be triggered, but I don't care at this point. I, all, all the white liberals are going to be triggered. Yeah, but I, I don't gonna, care. I, I got to correct you. It's, it's going to be the the white the white oh, liberals. the white liberals. It's yeah. always the white liberals that are up in my comment section. Oh, oh, you don't know. You don't know this. I'm like, dude, I, no, nobody cares. It's funny. Joe Rogan's funny. Yeah. Who cares? It's the people. How come you guys didn't care before? I'm pretty sure. How long oh, have yeah, those clips? Been had Robert out? Malone on the show. How long yeah. have those clips of Joe Rogan been in existence? Years. That that was the interesting thing. I think I think it was uh, Brian Seltzer that let that slip through. He was just like the only. Re- I'm paraphrasing, but he was just like the reason that this video of the N word is resurfacing is because of his vaccine misinformation. Mm. Like mm. he literally just kind of like gave the game away. <laughs> yeah, the whole con, you know. Yeah. And I mean, he's right. He actually like said something that was truthful. The vaccine stuff just... that they're trying to push isn't working, and they they isolated Joe Rogan. They were just like, well, let's attack other things that he said.
These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. There was a period period for several years where I felt like... uh, you know, the mainstream corporate press was doing such a miserable job. They had to be corrected and called out. Now at this point when I'm seeing so few people actually watch them, I'm like, maybe we shouldn't even bother talking about them because now it's just punching down. You yeah. know? It's like, look, it's true. Let's be <laughs> yeah. real. They're not trustworthy. Yeah. People don't trust them. People don't watch them. I mean, YouTube forces CNN down people's throats and Rachel Maddow still plays well for the, the boomer crowd. But uh, the boomer crowd's aging out of uh, of relevance of our society you know and you know just to be light about it but they're they're no longer uh, in the workforce they're 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 moving out of the workforce they're moving out of the the voting pool for some reason they're still our elected representatives but the boomers are kind of aging out gen xers will be aging out 15 20 years completely out millennials will be here for some time gen Mm -hmm. z's aging in and at this point i'm just like yo if we're not watching this stuff and they've become irrelevant. And the only people they're relevant to are the people who aren't as active as as the rest of us. I think at a certain point, you cross that hill. You know what I mean? You're, you're climbing uphill, challenging the mainstream press. And then one day you realize they're just not relevant to this world anymore. Yeah, that, that is kind of a soft rule that I have with newsroom when I speak to our journalists is, um, you know, because a lot of times we'll pitch stories about, oh, well, CNN did this deranged thing today or uh, MSNBC had this ridiculous comment today. And it's just like, Generally speaking, I don't think we should be covering corporate press yeah. unless it's something especially egregious and especially insane. Sure. Um, because I mean, it would be endless. And I've, I've had that conversation <laughs> with our writers. Yeah. It's just like it would just be an endless cycle of like psycho says this and we have to cover psycho says this. And yeah. I mean, we can't really do that. Um, except for one writer who is especially triggered by anything that uh, Leanna Wynn says, <laughs> and I am too. So it's just like, all right, let's see what Leanna Wynn said. <laughs> she's she's um, off a rocker. I mean, this, yeah. Dave Smith was also talking about this with Rogan. Rogan brought it up that she's saying like unvaxxed people shouldn't be allowed to leave their homes. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I hear that and I'm listening to it and it's funny. But at a certain point, I'm like, does it matter anymore? Yeah, I agree if, with you. If if we get to the point where the truckers are just going to do their thing and Trudeau can't stop it, we get to the point where. We all wake up one day and say, Joe Biden is not relevant to my life. Trudeau, for those in Canada, not relevant to my life. What matters is what we have faith and what we have confidence in. And uh, this system ain't working. You know what I mean? So if, if people just woke up one day and said, I'm not going to comply or participate in your garbage. I'm going to do my own thing. It would change instantly. And you look at what's happening now. This is funny. It was, you know, I remember it was a month or two ago when, I, when Luke was here and I said, I think the mandates are going to get worse. I think they're going to lock down hard. And Luke said he didn't think so. I think I think I had a good reason to think that uh, Frederick County, for instance, in, just reintroduced mask mandates. 
they were trying to bring him back, mm-hmm. but the the pushback was too great, and I didn't count on that. You know, maybe I was a little too pessimistic. Luke had that one right. You look at what's happening in Canada now. All of a sudden, uh, DC, who just started putting in place his mandates, goes, "Oh, we're getting rid of all of them. All the mandates are gone now." Frederick County is now pulling their mandate yep. back after what a month mm-hmm. because yeah. they realized it wasn't working anymore. No one cares. And if no one cares, guess what happens? You've got to maintain this facade that you have power and that if you do something, people will obey it. Hmm. But if they enact this mask mandate and no one obeys it, and half the people in Frederick County weren't doing it, this is in Maryland, by the way, yeah. then all of a sudden people start to realize, hey, wait a minute, the government can't do anything about anything. I mean, take a look at speeding, for instance. Everybody speeds, literally everyone, to the point where you're, you're, you're never going to get for the, for the most part, you can get singled out. But everybody speeds. You don't get pulled over. Why? Because there's not enough cops to pull everybody over when they're speeding about five miles over the limit. And the wonderful thing is if mm. everyone's speeding together, it's safer to speed. You actually get a ticket for going the speed limit at that point. If it's a 60-mile-an-hour zone and everyone's going 80, you better be going 80 because that's, that's, right. that's how you drive yes. safe. But, yeah. And the cop will pull you over if you're not going the speed of traffic. Mm. But, but what you're saying is it's happening at scale in Ottawa. I mean, there was there was an unnamed source. I forget which Canadian outlet that uh, it was reported in, but an unnamed source in the police department says that they're paralyzed. Yeah. They said they're totally paralyzed by what's happening in the streets of Ottawa with this protest. And that's right. There's, there's nothing that they can literally do about it. There's too many people speeding. Mm. So if we get to the point where people keep leaving cities, they start moving out to the middle of nowhere... If more and more people start learning how to be responsible for themselves, then eventually we could wake up one day and there's just some pathetic shell of a federal government we don't pay attention to. Oh, that's a really warm, that soothing thought, wonderful. isn't it? I know. <laughs> that's really great. exciting. Liber- yeah. Libertarian spectrum rejoice <laughs> yes. for all life. Wow. <laughs> Definitely just, the spectrum. I just think I, th- I think it's like the general public. Like how many photos of Gavin Newsom do you need to see with yeah. him without a mask on at a – Gathering with thousands of people yeah. or with Magic Johnson and Mayor mm-hmm. Eric Garcetti and like how, how many, how many of these do you need to see that like, hey, this isn't, this isn't actually the reality they're claiming it really How is. many judges do you have to see that wear white wigs before you realize <laughs> what a facade this is right now? Our judges wearing white wigs. People wear like big <laughs> costumes and stuff when they're, when they're adjudicating and like all over the world they do this weird well, parliamentary I, crap I, I to make them stand out. I think Ian just so rolled weird. rolled uh, two two twenties. That wasn't just a twenty, and that was double crit. Double that was that confirm, was double. Confirm the crit, yeah. Confirm crit. I, 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 I got to <laughs> tell you, man. Uh, the 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 suit wearing, you know, there was it. I just think people are desperately trying to to put on fronts, yes, to justify mm-hmm. what they're doing, and that's so much of what our civilization and society is. Everybody wear your suit, and I I don't wear suits. I don't have a suit. I'm not going to wear a suit. And I just don't see the point. Why? Got to wear your tie. Why? It covers your buttons. So what? Why wear a suit? Look, I get it if there's like a kind of, uh, um, you know, you're trying to look nice. But I don't think we're in that period anymore where people need to put on pretense. But you look at judges and their robes and everything's, you know, proper and doctors and their lab coats. And I'm just like, dude, I don't care for any of that. It doesn't prove anything to me. Any random dude can put on a suit and claim to be someone important. It doesn't fly. I guess for the, for a random person, it might. For me, it doesn't do anything. You come to me wearing a suit, means nothing to me at all. Badges are like that too. I don't like that you put a little marker on your shirt and all of a sudden you're supposed to have some control over me. Like, you better be a better person than me if you want some control over me. Well, that's, that's a different question. I mean, that we're talking about, uh, uh policing. I'm not saying the institution's a problem, but I'm saying the fact that they get to just to put a badge on and all of a sudden that gives them power. It's like putting on a suit and you think that they're more valuable now because they're wearing a suit. Mm. I don't care what you're wearing. Well, no, I Mm. think it's their job that grants them certain, you know, 
authority. It's really the gun things. that gives them the authority. Of course. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. It's the it's the gun control combined with the monopoly on violence from the state. Yeah, the state is a gun. Gun plus yeah. so backup. It's, so it's the fact that they have many, many guns, select fire guns, people with armor and shields, and you're not allowed to have any of those things, and they'll tell you what to do, and you better do it or else. Yeah, but they so, come with the badge, and it's like, even if you don't see the gun, it's just the threat of the gun. The, like, the, this badge means that I have authority. The costume is still very compelling. <laughs> Get out of my face. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't say that well, let's, because let's, I, I respect authority right now, but I'm, I'm borderline, man. Well, let's, 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 have, <laughs> right some, let's have a little bit of fun here. So I, I still have this political compass memes thing pulled up. For those that aren't familiar, the political compass is the authoritarian spectrum on the top, the libertarian spectrum on the bottom. Then you have the left spectrum and the right spectrum, and you can be any portion of it. So in this comic where they're talking about me and Vosh, Vosh is sent, he, he's, he's a leftist, a general leftist, which means he's authoritarian and libertarian to a certain degree, whereas they view me as just libertarian right. But a lot of people started responding saying Tim Pool is lib center, not lib right. What does any of this mean? What does lib right mean? What is lib right? What is lib, lib left? I, I said this before and political compass memes took something from one of my videos and put it on and, and post it to their Reddit and it like reached the top of their page where I said the libertarian left spectrum is not the authoritarian woke crowd that demands you adhere to trigger words and warnings and that you honor pronouns. That's authoritarianism. That's adhere to our culture or else lib left is the people who are like, we agree with a cooperative system like hippies living on a farm. And one hippie walks in and says, hey, man, I just grew a bunch of watermelons. Would you like to share it with me? No problem, dude. And you know what? I'm going to do the dishes because you helped with the watermelons. There's no transaction. There's no there. It's, it's all cooperative. Whereas, you know, the, 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 the lib right spectrum would be like, I have grown these watermelons, $5. And the other guy says, wonderful. It's an excellent price. But I'll tell you what, I'll give you $4 and I'll trade you this satchel of beans. That's more lib right, I suppose. But for some reason, whenever it comes to the political spectrum, people keep pushing the lie that the libertarian left is woke. Yo, woke people are crazy authoritarian. They tell you to adhere to their cause or else. Yeah. But that strain does run in the libertarian party, does it not? What strain? Of wokeness. Like there is an does infection it? of wokeness oh. in the libertarian party. But that's the lib- well, liber- yeah. libertarian party's the party lib right. Itself, yeah. I don't know what the libertarian party is because they're like open borders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except right. for the Mises so caucus. Yeah. 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 I don't Except know what's going them. on with those guys. Yeah. Lib is an interesting word because I thought you meant um, liberal left. I was like left means liberal, but it's mm-hmm. libertarian. Left doesn't mean mm-hmm. liberal. Liberal uh, and conservative. I, I, I think you got to understand that like, none of it means anything to me, man. None of it means anything to anybody, to be honest. So left and right have their root in the French Revolution, the people sitting on the left, the people sitting on the right. Nowadays, it doesn't mean anything. You know, so you'll get yeah. these like, uh, author- like Vosh, for instance, called me a conservative. Like, I don't think you know what a conservative is, if that's what you think. The, the, the political factions in this country are so, it's, it's so fractured that on the surface, people can't see anyone else's political ideologies. The way I describe it is, if, uh, imagine you're in a big field, this literally happened uh, in Boston. And um, there's a left side of the field and a right side of the field. If you're standing on the left and you look towards the right side, you'll see this big mass of people. One guy's got a Confederate flag. One guy's got a Trump flag. One guy's got an American flag. And one guy's got a Nazi flag. And you go, man, look at all of those crazy people over there. But if you actually were to take an overhead view, you'd see the American flag guy is actually close to the middle of the field. The Nazi guy is all the way on the far fringe end. No one wants to talk to him. But when you're looking at it from one perspective, one angle, all you'll see is the flags next to each other because they're actually spaced far apart. And that's exactly what's happening. So for a lot of people on the right, they look to their left and they see a big mass of people 
they're actually relatively far away from each other. Same is true for the left. However, the left having control of cultural institutions, it's more of a mainstream corporate press perspective. Anyone to the left of Mao is far right, alt right, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you end up with people like Vosh saying, well, Tim Pool is a conservative and by necessity a racist. And it's just like, bro, I'm not a conservative. I thought in, in addition to politics being so fractured and challenging to locate who's where and who identifies as what you get like i think it was libs of tiktok or somebody they'd show like one person would be like i'm not touching that vaccine that trump's rushing out and then when Mm -hmm. biden gets in office they're like definitely do what the president says because i love him and it's like that is less political spectrum more cult worship if you're a cult worshiper Mm -hmm. you just fly all over the political spectrum Mm -hmm. because you don't have any value Mm -hmm. real like personal value yeah yeah. that that was probably defiant else yes defiant else one of my favorite uh uh, twitter accounts yeah you know, yeah. I like I like that explanation because when you kind of get more into like the cultish type of lane, you know, when you deal with cults, like real cults, right? Like people that have like these insane religious beliefs. Most of the time, these people don't even realize what they're actually doing or what they're believing. They've just been told what to believe. They've been told what to do. They've been told what their actions should be. And there's really no like root to their doctrine. It's just this is what the hive mind has taught me. This is what the leader has taught me. This is what everyone else around me and is on the same wavelength. And so when we gravitate towards one thing, it doesn't have to make sense. It's just what we're all doing at the time. When we gravitate toward another thing, it doesn't have to make sense. We just, we just do it because that's what we need to do. And that, that's why I think when people watch this, you look at the political spectrum and predominantly on the far left, none of it makes sense. It's just like this cultish mentality where we go from one thing to the other and it, it, it really it, – it's not educational. It, there's nothing about it that's intellectual. It's just all over the place. It's emotional. It's just one thing to the other. And I think that type of thinking – I think what Ian is saying is I totally agree with him and because that's exactly how cult mind thinking works. The problem with conservatives, people on the right, is that like like any person, they assume that everyone else has the same perspective as they do but maybe a lack of knowledge or something like that. And so what they do, people do this. They project how they think and feel on other people. And then they say, if I know this, you certainly know it. That means you're a liar. Mm-hmm. What they don't understand is that the left is an amorphous blob. It is typically, uh, you know, the, the establishment left and many of the leftists who support them, they're authoritarians, they're, they're cult-like, and they have no real principles or causes behind them other, other than being a part of the hive. So the other day... Before we were getting on the show, I was talking with Daniel Turner, who we've had, we've had on, uh, periodically. He was on yesterday. And I said that uh, abortion is a strong moral issue for the right, and it is not for the left. And, he, and he, he, we argued about it. He said, no, 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 you are wrong. The left will absolutely protest for, for abortion. And I said, they'll protest for anything, and they don't know what they're protesting for. You go out to the March for Our Lives, and they can't even tell you what a caliber is. They, they'll, they'll be like, well, I think we should ban 28 caliber Chinese guns. I'm like, bro, you just watched The Dark Knight, because I, I was just watching the other night. I don't know if you saw that scene where Harvey Dent grabs the gun. He's like, 28 caliber. It's like, that's not a thing. But these people, they have no idea what they're talking about. These guys in Hollywood make a movie and they make up a number that makes no sense. Bro, you couldn't have asked somebody, just one person. (laughs) So what I said was, listen, like abortion is a good example of a strong moral issue versus a cult. Strong moral issue for the right and the pro-life crowd is that they view abortion as literal murder. And I think Louis C.K. had a bit about this where he's like, man, if I thought people were killing babies, I'd be pissed off too. (laughs) So you ask someone who's pro-life, how do they feel about this? And they'll be like, it's literal murder. You ask someone on the left how they feel about it, and they'll say, it's like flushing garbage down the toilet. Is there, is, is there any point where a regular person in this country, if, if you saw 
someone about to flush a wadded up piece of garbage into a toilet, would you go, no? Only if there was a septic system. And try and stop them. Yeah. If, if it was in a septic system, I'd be like, hold on. Is it biodegradable? <laughs> yeah. Is that toilet paper or human but waste what only? If, yeah. What if you saw someone about to murder a baby? 99.99999% of people would scream and be like, that's a horrifying sight to behold. But if the left doesn't view it as such, they don't care about it. Mm-hmm. So all you got to do is look at the Kavanaugh protests when they're banging on the door of the Supreme Court, screaming, claiming they're worried about Roe v. Wade. No, they're not. Look, mm-hmm. I get it. They're pro-choice. They are. But on a scale of one to 10, they're, 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 uh, in terms of it being a strong moral issue, a 10 is a strong moral issue and a one is, you know, it's an issue. For, for the pro-life crowd, it's like a four, maybe a three. And for the, uh, I'm sorry, for the pro-choice crowd, it's like a four or a three. And for the pro-life crowd, it's like a nine or a 10. Like killing another human being is wrong. So when I see these people marching out in the streets, screaming at the top of their lungs, it's fascinating to me because most of them don't actually care all that much about what this is. And then you look at the right and they care substantially more, but they're not even out protesting. I mean, March for, March for Life is actually really, really large, mm-hmm. but the right is substantially less likely to protest for these issues. Uh, don't ask me why, but I think, you know, the point I'm trying to get to is I've been to many left protests. They could not tell you what it was about. They they can't. And I understand you go to some of these right wing rallies and they'll give you a bunch of disparate answers. It's really easy to find stupid people. I've been to many right wing rallies. I went around in 2015 and 16 to all the Trump rallies when he was running and I got answers from everybody. I remember I was in, I was in Janesville, Wisconsin. I walked with some young guys. And, you know, we're, we're, they're, they're talking. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I ask some questions? Like, what are you here for? Why are you supporting Trump? And they were like in their early 20s and they were like, political correctness, man. It's really, really bad. They said, what we're seeing with our culture in terms of canceling people. And this is like 2015, 16. They're like in terms of taking over movies and games and just making this weird, creepy politics stuff. We need someone who's going to speak their mind and set that, that, that cultural standard that you can be offensive. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. I understand that. I talked to, uh, uh, in Janesville again, I talked to an older guy and he said, he's like, look, my factory shut down. They shipped it over overseas and Donald Trump, he's going to, he's going to be bringing it back. You know, he wants to bring these, these, these jobs back. I go to these left-wing protests and rallies. Nothing. Trump's a fascist. He, Trump's a fascist. We got to stop fascism. And I'm like, is there something you think Hillary Clinton's going to bring to the table? No. Truth be told, the Bernie Sanders people had demands and it was very similar to the Trump supporter demands. A lot of the Bernie people I talked to were like, you know, not, not the violent ones, you know, the actual rally people. They were like, he's talking about healthcare. He's talking about college and he's talking about union workers. I like all these things. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that I understand. And then Bernie was just like, I'd rather have a million dollars and four houses. How many houses does he have? Three? Yeah, I think it's three. Yeah. That's a lot of houses. Nice house too. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, maybe you could sell the best, you know, sell a, a book and you could be a millionaire too or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, well, it, it kind of just to pivot very briefly back off of that to something that Ian was saying earlier. It, it does come down to clarity of message when it comes to activism and advocacy. And I saw it like a very because there were a lot of well, uh, s lib takes, crap lib <laughs> takes on Twitter uh, about the the yeah, <laughs> ish lib takes about the uh, the trucker uh, protest. And it was driving me crazy because there was a clear distinction because people were saying like, oh, well, I'm sure you're okay with BLM protests then. But there was such a distinction there that I thought was so obvious, at least it was to me, 
BLM was out there saying, people were saying, what do you want BLM? And they were saying, we have to reimagine structures of society. <laughs> we have to dismantle and, and disembowel and take apart and drag down and stop systemic racism. And it sounds like you're talking to a religious zealot. It makes no sense. You ask a trucker what the problem is, stop the mandates, period. Period. I mean, yes, at a larger level, they're advocating for freedom, but that is a very clear message. That's a very clear ask, and that's what they're after. Stop the mandates. And, they, they, you know, you got the Canadian government that's pivoting. You've got them sending out their own state media just saying, you know, we heard that they might be taking away your kids. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm just saying it could. And you're, you see these truckers are getting really upset. There was that one video that we covered. This guy was saying, you're, are you saying they're going to take away our kids? They're like, oh, I'm not saying that. It's just something I heard, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're trying all these tactics to kind of break down this very clear protest that's just asking for the mandates to be lifted so that these people can feel like they have some sense of freedom. So you're, hmm. you heard that the government's threatening to take away the children of the protesters? State media, well, I mean, CBC, you know, Canada, Canada Broadcasting, whatever, they, they sent a reporter out on the, on the ground, and uh, this reporter was basically just like, we've heard that potentially your children could be in danger for being in this involved in this and it got one of these truckers got really upset and it's just like wait a second what did you hear because they because the trucker knows that the the media in Canada basically represents the federal government and he got really upset and he said what did you hear what are you talking about you're, you're saying that my children my teenage children that are with me right now are in danger of being taken away by the government and they were just like well I'm not saying that I don't know what's going to happen I'm just that's just what I heard you know that that's just one example of the games that the media is playing in Canada you know, to try to like break down this protest that has very clear demands, unlike the BLM protests, which had abstract, you know, cosmological demands that can't be met in reality. So I think that there's a major distinction there. Clear messaging versus abstract messaging. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Yeah, the abstract messaging is just cult. Yes. 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 They don't know what they're fighting for. Yep. That's exactly they're, they're right. They're banging on the doors of the Supreme Court. They're screaming and they don't know for what reason. Mm-hmm. Or at least, at the very least, not a particularly strong issue. I think most of these protests are just bored virtue signals. It's young people who are like, what are we doing today? And it's like, are you going to come to the protest? Sure, I guess. Oh, yeah. The, the BLM <laughs> riots was like, let's get out of the house. COVID's yeah. got us all locked up. We have yeah. a chance to take our masks off and, and go crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's let's party, man. Burning Man got canceled. <laughs> That's what that was. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Coachella yeah. got canceled. We'll, we'll got have canceled. our own. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 it. You know, it takes a lot to see the right come out and protest, and they've started doing it more and more, and it's been and it's effective, and it shows you that uh, the, the political establishment has used protest to their advantage for some time now. It shows you that BLM is effectively an apparatus of the state. Mm-hmm. When they go out and they riot and they get funding for it, it's fine. When Kamala Harris uses GoFundMe or whatever to raise money for people who are criminals. That's all fine when truckers of their own volition say, honk, honk, terrorism, freeze their bank accounts, shut them down, take their kids, maybe even put guns or something. Who knows what they're going to do? Enact emergency uh, powers never before used. Wow. What's crazy about the BLM stuff, too, is like 
not only did they do worse like in 2020, but that's actually when like the lockdowns were. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was actually during the time of where there was a lot of question marks around COVID and we didn't have that much information. And it was like, that's when things were locked down and the federal government was more loose with them. But here we are two years later, things are starting to loosen up, but it's as if we were in 2020 and this just started. That's how, that's how aggressive they are. Like, no, no, you cannot, we, you have to get vaccinated. No, no, no. We have to do this because it's going to kill everybody. You You see what I'm saying? Like that, that, that contrast when you make it is, is, it's it's crazy. Yeah, when England basically repeals all their mandates. I mean, the, England's back to base zero now. It's as mm-hmm. if there be I believe they're like pre-pandemic situation like as if it's just an open society now. But then for Canada, who's one of the common part of the commonwealth to not, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like what are they waiting for? Uh, what during, are they but, waiting but, for? But during the pandemic, BLM could walk around and riot and do whatever they want. As long as they don't step on federal <laughs> property. If they went to the White House, BLM, they'd be, we'd no, see thousands of them in prison right now. That is not true because they actually did go to the White House and they broke windows and they set the church on fire. And they also went to some of the federal courthouses in like, I think it was Portland, and they set the thing on fire. They were tearing down the fences around it. People had to evacuate. So they did set foot on federal land and Trump received a lot. Tom Cotton, if you'll recall, he, uh, the editorial director at the newspaper fill in the blank i don't remember which one it was resigned because of tom cotton's editorial calling for federal intervention in these mobs and riots that were going on and this is something that act blue and kamala harris were supporting at the time that was fine that was great ocasio cortez was saying that this is designed to make you uncomfortable now it's happening in ottawa these people are terrorists this is a in- nationwide insurrection QAnon is running rampant in the streets it's it's mind-boggling to watch, and I really hope it red pills a bunch of people. But Lydia, they were wearing masks, so it was it was. Oh yes, okay. it's fine. Yeah, that's it was okay. okay. That it makes it right. better. Yeah. Okay. It it Friends, we okay. we we've got a uh, <laughs> breaking news from Project Veritas. Oh boy! Nice. Nice. Now this this uh, this story actually came out right around the time we we went live. This is crazy stuff. Project Veritas has released Expose FDA Part One. FDA executive officer on hidden camera reveals future COVID policy. Quote. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible, have to get an annual shot. Mm -mm. They say food uh, FDA executive officer Christopher Cole inadvertently revealed that his agency will eventually announce that annual COVID-19 vaccinations will become policy. Cole is an executive officer heading up the agency's countermeasures initiatives, which plays a critical role in ensuring that drugs, vaccines and other measures to counter infectious disease and viruses are safe. He made the revelations on hidden camera to an undercover reporter. Cole indicates that annual COVID-19 shots isn't probable, but certain. When pushed on how he knows an annual shot will become policy, Cole states, just from everything I've heard, the FDA are not are, are not going to not approve it. The footage, which is part of a two-part series on the FDA, also contains sound bites from Cole about the financial incentives pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer have to get, have to get the vaccine approved, saying, quote, it'll be recurring fountain, recurring fountain of revenue. It might not be that much initially, but it'll recurring if they can. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of money going into their company. Quote, they're going, they're all approved under an emergency just because it's not as impactful as some of other approvals, really an emergency for kids. So there's a lot more to this. Um, I've seen a little bit of it, but it seems this guy at least believes, uh, it's your yearly COVID shot. Recurring fountain of revenue. Monetizing your body with inoculations. Dude. Medical subscription services. Wow. Biden wants to inoculate everyone. Is that what that guy said? 
everyone. No, Biden has said he has said that himself. I forget which I forget which press conference it was, but his solution to this COVID problem was we have to vaccinate everyone in this country, and then we have to vaccinate the rest of the world. That was well, his. That was his way out of this. What's the word? I, I'm, I'm struggling to find the uh, the exact quote. I, from I remember Biden, that. I remember that. He did say that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for uh, doing a little sanity check on me there. Because, I remember that. Conference. Yeah. No, he I, said I that. I think out that loud. was his one year. I think. But I that do remember about Biden right. saying that. Yeah. No, he said it. That's yeah. his goal. That's is, that's how he thinks the virus dude, read, gets shut down. Look up the definition of the word inoculate and think that Joe Biden wants to do this to you. It's so to implant microorganisms or infectious material into a culture medium. To introduce a serum <laughs> vaccine or antigenic substance into the body of a person. Oh, you like, say it like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this third one is to implant <laughs> microorganisms or infections. I mean, that's basically, you know, you put you put a little Shot, bit of, yeah. of dangerous stuff in the body so it jacks up an immune response and then you become immune over time is the idea. But forcing it on people, top-down medicine, it's crazy. What did oh, it say? It reoccurring revenue? Is that what, yeah. is that what he said? Mm. There yeah. it is. A fountain. It'll literally fountain monetize your body. Yeah. The experimental Subscription service. <laughs> yes. Man. You got you to gotta, look. These pharmaceutical companies pay big for sponsoring these big corporate media. They they spend a lot of money lobbying. They make a lot of contributions. How many pharmaceutical com- uh, commercials ran on the Super Bowl? Did you guys get a number? Google it. Oh, yeah. I'm no idea. curious now. I but, know that all these big media companies are brought to you by Pfizer because I saw that supercut. <laughs> <Brought to you. laughs> That's a great supercut. Uh, in the meantime, I want to say, so the old uh, tried phrase is uh, all roads lead to Rome. I wonder if the phrase for our culture that survives for centuries is all roads lead to Alex Jones. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is that right? Through Alex Jones. Well, there's, there's Through also, Alex Jones. I love that. Yes. <laughs> there was uh, that story the other day about the BLM activists who tried to assassinate the Democrat yep. mayor. Mm-hmm. And people were pointing out that Alex Jones had said several months ago that there's going to be attacks on Democrats to justify gun control and, and harsh measures against the people. I got to say, if you... If, if you throw spaghetti at enough clocks, eventually they'll <laughs> tell you the right time or, yeah. you know, whatever Twice the a day, is. whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah. Throw spaghetti. No, you throw spaghetti at a bunch of clocks and eventually some of them will just splatter into the right time. Yeah, yeah. So if you're, make, if you're making predictions on everything, eventually people can be like, Theoretically, hey, I think if a million monkeys have a million typewriters, they'll eventually write Hamlet. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. As the saying yeah. goes. Uh, I don't know about a million. Like a you might need guy. more than that. Hamlet? No, that did that to that demo. It was a mayor? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ma- mayoral, was, mayoral candidate. Yes. Mayoral candidate. Mm. Imagine if that was a white guy that did something like that. That story's crazy, by the way, too. Yeah. Mm. I-, I watched a press conference. Apparently, he walked in, and they're like, can we help you? And he pulled the gun out from a few feet away and fired and missed. Wow. It's wow. funny because I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, I call BS. How did he miss? And I'm like, that sounds yeah, like someone who's never fired a yeah. handgun. Yeah. Yes. Moving it's target. like the Waukesha stuff. Just gets not a moving right, target. Under, that, right under the rug. Did the guy see? Was he looking him in the eyes? Like, it, Was the guy able to... I don't know. He said that the guy walked in and just, you know, pulled a gun, pointed it. But, uh, people who think you can't miss have clearly never fired a handgun. It's very mm-hmm. easy to miss the handgun. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. easy. People, when they fire, when they squeeze their hand, they, they move the gun in certain ways. They don't yeah. realize it. Hmm. And so what ends up happening is they usually point left or right. Or if you're right-handed, you'll point left and down or something like that. At least that's what I was told when I went to the range the first time. And they're to me, telling yeah. me how to, how to, mm-hmm. how to shoot properly. But yeah, I think it's just getting crazy out there. Mm. For a variety of reasons, when you have these disparate factions of people that are all extreme, no cohesion, just eventually. Well, I am I am concerned because there does seem to be a shortage of actual right wing terrorism, which means that you're going to need to find a way to meet the demand. 
You know what I mean? Like, if people aren't being violent, that's what makes me think that the this cache of guns in Canada might possibly be some kind of bad, really truly might be a bad actor trying to make them look bad, trying to plant this on them and make it look like they're trying to plan some kind of violent coup this, or this, something. This is a well-known guy. I mean, yeah. this is an activist could, who did this. Could you imagine Arrest, Well, okay, he's been arrested for yeah, it. Yeah, the BLM guy. Considering yeah. they were there and they watched him do it, I think they got the right guy. But Rest assured, know. Olivia, the, the uh, FBI is on that. Oh, yeah, Yeah, know, they're on it. They're yeah. on it. They're working on it really hard. It happened well in uh, Michigan. You know, they had yeah. outstanding results. Yep. The right-wing terrorism <laughs> will happen. Yeah. What if your life was, there's nothing bad going on right now. Why? What's wrong with reality that something we can't figure out what's wrong? Like, something's bad. I have a bad feeling. I can't see anything wrong. So they go out. Like, this is the mentality. If something's not wrong, then something must be wrong. Because life is bad. Like, these people live to their law enforcement. They go around looking for people breaking laws. And if the people aren't breaking laws, then they make up new ways to get them. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good strategy to easily emotionally manipulate a lot of people very quickly, because if you could bring unity with like millions of people with a centralized enemy, I think that's essentially what Trump was. Um, You could really get a lot of people unified for a specific cause. And I think you see this happen throughout history all the time where there's a common enemy that the people all have. And I think the far left does a really good job at doing this. They do a really good job at demonizing their opponents. They do a really good job at slandering them and painting them as these are the people that are going to destroy your life. The white supremacist, the neo-Nazi. It's always this fear. Everything's, that's why everything's a phobia. Everything is a phobia. Mm-hmm. Homophobia, Islamophobia. They just slap phobia to it. Yeah. And we unify the entire base and they're out there busting people's doors down. It, it, it works. I, I like that phobia, phobia. If, if you don't like a sport, you're a, you're soccer phobic. Phobic. Yeah. Everything's a phobia. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. like soccer? Soccer. Fear is very powerful. Fear you is see what a they very did powerful with, apparatus. You see, you see what they did people. with Dave Chappelle? They, uh, he was, uh, in opposition to this, um, construction that was going to be going right. on in his town. Mm-hmm. So they framed it as though he opposed affordable housing. Because Amazing. it's always a dirty, manipulative game. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask him why he was in opposition to it. They just said, this proposal would include affordable housing. Dave Chappelle threatens to pull millions of dollars out of town in opposition to affordable housing. I, I've covered I enough of those eye-melting, uh, eye, eye brain-numbing <laughs> city council <laughs> meetings to know that the affordable housing that these city councils advocate for is almost always corrupt. Mm. It never pans out. It is all about money. It's all about corrupt politicians. I mean, I covered Anaheim. <laughs> there's there's like a super corrupt problem in Anaheim because Disney owns Anaheim. But and, and that's how these deals go down. I mean, obviously, Dave Chappelle's no moron. Like, he's a sharp guy. He probably saw right through the corruption and right through the nonsense, and he went there and is just like, I don't support this. Mm. And then they panicked, and then they had to smear him. So does Disney actually literally own the city of Anaheim? Uh, they they do through backdoor deals mm. because without Disney and without Angel Stadium, Anaheim is not a city. It's it's like a third world uh, town. So, it, well, basically, the city council of Anaheim is never going to do anything that's not in Disney's best interest, wow. which also puts them in the CCP's pocket. Nice. Wow. Yeah. That checks out, yeah. Yeah. Oh, things are going good. Deep huh? yeah, going well. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to bring some good news from California. Yeah, great. <laughs> Sunny Thanks, California. <laughs> Maybe let California go its own way, huh? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's supposedly going to slip down, isn't it? Slip up into Canada at some point. Canada? Oh, Hear that, Canada? Ocean. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> it's, it's coming for you. <laughs> to you. When the San Andreas fault. Yes, yeah, apparently it's slipping. California's sliding up. They thought it was going to fall off and disappear, yes, but I think it's technically sliding up. <laughs> 
maybe oh, man. something like that. I don't and know. And then it'll go that. right below Alaska and then connect the you know, uh, yeah, that corridor up <laughs> land bridge. You know, I think if California did move that far north, though, everything about California would change overnight because the people who live there would be able to handle the harsh it's realities. So not at all. Of yeah. no. the cold tundra. <laughs> and that's one of snow. the things that's so awesome about the protests in Canada. The truckers is they are just, they can just Hard. handle the Heck cold, yeah. man. You saw yeah. Yeah. Wall Street, everybody turned in late November or mid-November, whenever it was. There was it was cold. There was, there was a funny mm-hmm. post where uh, some woman tweeted, you know, you should go out there and, and spray water on their handles and freeze them out. And someone was like, to think that Canadian truckers don't know how to handle ice just shows exactly <laughs> what's wrong with these urban, yeah. you know, city urban liberal types. Like, yeah, if there's, if there's anyone I would ask for advice in terms of ice on my car, it would be a Canadian trucker. Seriously. Like, you guys are in the cold and you drive. Yeah. Know anything I don't know about tips and tricks about getting the ice off the car and opening it up? They'd be like, oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably happened to you guys. Winter comes around. Your car door freezes shut. You can't open it. How do you get in? Got to get that remote start. Turn the heat on, right? Mm-hmm. That's the secret. I was that looking for secret. how many pharmaceutical commercials they ran during the Super Bowl. I cannot find this. But if anyone out there, if you guys know, feel free to super chat it or leave it in the comments if you have some ideas or links or something because I'd like to find out. I have a feeling there were more than last I'm year. Sh- yeah, I'm sure that's non-zero. Let's talk about uh, the, the, the absurdity that is um, Hollywood and California and Alec Baldwin. Oh, boy. We got the story from TimCast.com. Cinematographer's family files wrongful death suit against Alec Baldwin. The Santa Fe Sheriff's Office is still investigating the October 2021 onset fatality. But we have this story from the New York Post. Alec Baldwin sued by the family of Helena Hutchins. They've released a video. It's kind of creepy. It is a CGI video. I can only show some of it because YouTube actually will probably shut us down if I show you, even though it's like simulated. Whatever, man. It is what it is, but I can, uh, you know, I can play a certain, uh, a decent amount of it. So let's, let's play some of this video. So this is important in understanding the story about Alec Baldwin and the shooting of Helena Hutchins. Let, let me slow down and, give, and preface this real quick for those that are not familiar with exactly what this is. Alec Baldwin was on the filming set of a movie called Rust. He shot a cinematographer. At first it was, it was declared a misfire. It was an accident. We started to get more and more details and it turns out that um, based on the news and the information that came out, it sounds much more like Alec Baldwin intentionally murdered this woman. At least a lot of people refuse to believe it. I certainly think it's more probable than an accident because Alec Baldwin had a single action revolver. You had to pull the hammer back. You had to pull the trigger to fire it. It was loaded with live rounds. It was given to him by someone who was not the onset armorer. We had Nick Searcy on the show who had worked with that armorer before and said she was great. So all of this just keeps coming back to there's no way there's an accident. But let me give you that one very, very important detail before I show you this clip. Alec Baldwin claims that after he shot this woman, he didn't know she was hit for 45 minutes. <laughs> if you're standing in front of someone and you point a gun at them, pull the hammer back, pull the trigger. He claims he didn't pull the trigger. But you pull the hammer back and it goes off. And then they go, uh, and they collapse and two people fall down. What do you do? Did Alec Baldwin just go, all right, and walk away? Apparently. Cut. 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 Yep. Walk away. All right, everybody. Cut. And they're screaming. People are screaming. She's dying. And he's just like, I didn't see anything. Bye. Man, that no cinematographer sense. acts good. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> he thought she was acting. Are they filming yeah. her? Is she part of this? So here's, let me, let me, let me play this clip now to show you, um, some of the, some of the context around here. So here's the building. The reason why I think this is, uh, is important to go through is because a lot of people are trying to imagine in their head what it was like when this woman was shot. And you can see here, this is a, it's all CGI, by the way. This is what the building looks like. All right, let's play a little bit because now they're going to take us inside the building. It's only about a minute long, this video. All right, so there's the building. 
We are now going inside. Oh, I think that was that actually a photograph. Hold on. Oh, cool. The first I, one. I, oh, yeah, so this wow. is an actual switches. Nice. Right. Cool. Yeah. Is that a? It looks. Yeah. Probably. And then it switches right. to CGI. There you go. Really All right. Well then we go inside, and this is what it looks like inside uh, this church on the set of this film. Alec Baldwin is handed the gun by the uh, I guess associate director. Assistant. I don't know. Assistant director. Assistant yeah. director. And then uh, he sits down. He's got the gun in his uh, in his holster, and there he is. And I think now they're going to show, they're going to pan around. And you can now see, they're showing you where the cinematographer was and where the the, uh, the other director, right? Yeah. And the camera. And yeah. I don't know who those other two people are. They weren't named. Mm-hmm. Crew, yeah. So here's what's interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize this. How far away he was from her and the crowd and that he pointed the gun straight at her and not the camera. Because hmm. when we had first talked about the story, I was like, why would he point the gun straight at the camera? Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, maybe it was to get that shot or whatever. She's she's off to the, his left of the camera. He points it straight at her and he fires and po- he, he, he killed her. He definitely killed her. So he, you, were, you, were, you were arguing with me about this initially. Like you can't say he, he, he killed her. Well, I don't know if I would call it m- murder. The intention is unknown. He definitely pointed the gun at the woman, pulled the trigger and killed her. Whether or not he intended to, I don't know, but I don't think that really is what this is all about right now. I mean, like, look, look, that's look, up for the courts to decide. Let me show you this clip. All right, we're not going to actually show it because YouTube will get mad at us. But he, like, look at that, five feet away from her, or whatever it was. And then he pulls the hammer back and he shoots her. Wow. Now here's the thing. I'm going to skip over the part where she actually gets hit because that's you know, and you can see people rushing over to help her. And again, CGI rendering of what happened. This is not actual video evidence. Where did Alec Baldwin go? There's no other exit to this building. And he said for 45 minutes, he didn't know that she got shot with a real bullet. Mm. So he's like, I thought she fainted or something. Bro, if you point a gun at someone and you pull the hammer back and it goes bang and then someone screams and collapses, why would you assume they must have fainted? He's a weak mind. (laughs) Bro. And he wasn't able to accept what just happened to him. He panicked. It was like shock. Uh -uh. It's like what happens when a soldier goes crazy in the trench. He knew he killed her. He was just shocked. No, Ian, you, you, that, 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 you, you, you might as well believe in aliens. Or he's just blatantly lying. You might as well believe, if you're gonna tell me that Alec Baldwin pointed a gun at a person from like five feet away, pulled the hammer back, it went off in his hand, he felt the recoil, the recoil of a live round is different from the recoil of a blank, and then the woman screams, and the guy behind her screams as well, as they do in this video, and then people run over to help, and he goes, must have fainted and then gets up and walks off. Sorry, I, I would rather believe that aliens took over his mind or the mind control device. That seems more plausible to me than he was like, I didn't realize I had just shot them when I pointed a gun and pulled, and, and pulled the hammer back and it fired. Nah, he, he knew what he did. He, That's why I keep hearing the story and I'm like, why would you assume anything other than he put a bullet in the gun and he shot her? The Who put the bullet in the gun? That one I wonder. That Hold I don't on, know. bro. If you're going to tell me that it was the assistant director or someone else who put the bolt in the gun. Alec Baldwin feeling the recoil of that live bullet, having trained with firearms, would have been like, what? Yeah, exactly. And then when she collapsed and screamed, he would have been like, what happened? Except he knew my life is over. My career is over. And he probably, it all went through his head immediately when he pulled nope. the trigger and was like, it's too much for my brain. I mean, that's, that's a that's, possibility. That's, that's I don't insane, know dude. if that really happened. Uh, but people, yeah. people are weak, man. People he, go crazy. No, 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 no. In, in what, you, what you don't sometimes. understand is when someone is in a shocked moment, they don't have complicated thoughts. They have panicked thoughts. Mm-hmm. And if Alec Baldwin... So you guys ever see Sherlock Holmes? You ever see uh, A Game of Shadows? Yeah. Robert, Robert, Robert Downey Jr.? No, no. So good. I love it. So they're trying to find out. 
there's a guy who's got surgery to look like an ambassador. He's trying to trigger a world war. And so, you know, he's with Watson and, and, you know, Watson's in the, in the room and they're like, how do we find someone who's pretending to be someone else? And then Sherlock says, you know, or I think it's Watson who's like, yeah, Sherlock's playing chess with Moriarty and Watson's like, do something shocking because they're trying so hard to maintain a facade. They won't react properly to a shock. And so what he does is he smacks the tray with champagne on it. The champagne shatters and everyone in the room goes, oh, but the one guy in disguise doesn't flinch because in his mind, he's desperately trying to maintain his persona. So when the shock happens, he doesn't respond properly like everybody else. So that's when I, when I hear this story, when Alec Baldwin himself, I mean, he lied about everything. He was like, she was a friend. She was a friend. Then he said, I didn't know her. I I never met her before. It's like, this guy's full of it. The idea that he pointed the gun, pulled the hammer back, it went off in his hand. First, I got so many questions. The recoil of a live bullet compared to the blank. He knew he was holding it. It went off in his hand. The woman screams and falls down. It severed her spinal cord. And he's like, I didn't realize it happened. And what does he do? Get up and walk away? Yeah, that's, that's BS, bro. Listen, Dude, he did I, it. I don't know. I don't know if this is the same, but I mean, I, I watched Kyle Rittenhouse shoot somebody and kill them in self-defense. And I didn't pull that trigger. And that had an effect on me. Like, I will never forget that. I will never watch, forget watching that. Like the way that I've, I felt, I saw it, like I watched life leave this guy's eyes, like literally, like on the floor. Like, Mm. so I just, like when I hear like these gun stories, and and I can't relate to this, like, you know, police officers or people in the military that have actually shot people. I think that would be someone good to ask, you know? But for me, like I've, I've watched that and I don't see how Alec Baldwin could come out and just be like, oh, I thought she fainted. Like, that dude, no. There's, there's, like, even if you're in shock, like, cause I'm gonna be honest, like when I watched, when I watched that dude get killed, I was kind of like in a state of, of, of shock. Like I was still collected. I knew what was going on, but I was still kind of like, did I just, like, I put it on Twitter and I'm like, did I just saw that? Like I just saw that. Like it was just like in my mind. Like I, it, it couldn't leave my mind. Like I, I, I just don't see how you could like shoot somebody and just, there's, there's, and, th- and then go directly to, I just, I just thought she fainted. There's an indescribable feeling that I've talked about before when I see people who get mutilated or killed. And I don't have a word for it. I can't even really describe it. It's a weird feeling. I see, I've seen a guy whose legs were turned to, uh, well, let's yeah, just. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. Not going to yeah. get into it yeah. too much detail, but, uh, I've seen severe injuries, mutilation and death. Mm-hmm. And there is a feeling that you get watching a body be carried away. Maybe it's just me. Maybe not everybody. No, it's definitely it. not just you. No, I know. And you know, I wonder if there would be a word for the feeling you get when you watch this, if more people had, had the shared experience of witnessing something like that. Exorcism. I don't but know. Because it's like the most, opposite of an exorcism. Because most people don't actually experience Possession. that, there's no way to, to explain that word to someone who's never experienced that feeling. When I, when I hear that Alec Baldwin pulled out a gun and, and it went off and shot and killed a woman and that he just assumed she fainted, I'm like, this man is a liar and knew exactly what he did. Because, you know what? I'll, I'll put it this way. There's a video on Reddit right now. I love, I love saying I'm on, I'm on Reddit, right? <laughs> and it's a little girl, and she's got a gun, and she's playing with it. And she puts the magazine in, and she tr- pulls it back and chambers around. And then she's going like, ooh, and she's like playing with the trigger and laughing. And then she releases the magazine and smiles and laughs, and then bang, it goes off. Because there was a round in the chamber. And she goes, <laughs> that's freaking out. When a live round is discharged from a gun, you don't just get up and go, must have fainted, and walk off. 
Yeah. You start freaking out. The weird part is in this video, the, the, after he fires, the video goes dark and then comes back up and Alex not there. Like, where did he, what happened? He must have just got up and walked out then. I Apparently guess. that's what happened. And he was on the phone? Yeah. Immediately. He, he left and he got on the phone and he said, he's lying about all of it is the problem. He said, I didn't realize she got hit with a live bullet for 45 minutes. I thought she fainted. Something like that. But what's bothering me so much about this whole story is motive. Yeah, I don't. What, what's I don't the possible see one. motive what here? What do, you, what do you mean? What's the motive for him shooting her? The the crew had been complaining the whole time. They had threatened to walk off set before. Alex, uh, Alex, Alec Baldwin huh. is a hothead who's gotten into fights with people in the past. I think he just settled a lawsuit. I could be wrong about that. And here he is. I think Viva Fry had a really great explanation about this. He was like, "Imagine you're Alec Baldwin, seasoned." Famous, A-lister, wealthy, on a low-budget production. The industry is in distress. You've got COVID and all these rules. The crew is complaining nonstop, threatening to walk off. Then you get the cinematographer who's telling you what to do. But this is not the director. You don't take orders from her, but she won't stop nagging. See, Alec Baldwin said she was, what do you call her? Very, like, a direct or something. Yeah. He wasn't saying about her that she was um, a friend and nice to work with. He said she was, like, forceful, effectively. I think the motive is simple. He was pissed off. She was causing problems. She was jamming up the set. And the perfect opportunity to murder someone is in a movie set where you're supposed to have a gun. But hold on a minute. In this lawsuit, they're like, why wasn't he using a rubber gun? Why did he have a live single action revolver with a, with it, with, with real ammo in it, with a real bullet at least when they were, when they were doing, it was like test filming. None of it makes sense. Unless, of course, Alec Baldwin was like, I'm sick of this woman. She is causing problems for my movie set. And the easiest way to kill somebody is to say it's an onset accident. Bang. None of his story makes sense. And I'll tell you this. I'd be willing to believe there was a conspiracy to commit murder between him and the assistant director before I believed this was an accident. For this to, to have been an accident, you have to believe in magical fairy tales. That the armorer who Alec Baldwin knows is supposed to be the only one handling the weapon, didn't do it. That somehow live bullets got into it. That somehow Alec Baldwin forgot all of his training. That somehow Alec Baldwin, with a single single action revolver, pulled the trigger back. And with his finger out of, uh, not on the trigger, it went off. Because that was testified to by the assistant director. So now you've got a, you've got a broken sear on a single action revolver. That he pulled, the, he pulled the hammer back. His finger was off the trigger. It went off. He didn't realize a bullet was in it, despite 40 years of plus of, of weapons training. Against someone he had every reason to be upset with. Nah, dude, get out of here with that. You know, I've been saying this from the beginning. I think he killed that woman. I'll, I'll rephrase that. I think it is, it is substantially more likely he killed this woman on purpose than he killed her on accident. Suffice to say, he did kill her. Yeah, negligent homicide, I think, at the very least. Mm. Um, my, I have a very similar take on yours, except that I think he was just very angry with her and didn't like her and was fantasizing about killing her, and there happened to be a bullet in the gun. That's ridiculous. It just doesn't make sense that he would throw everything away just to try yeah, and sneak I mean, it down. No, he's, he's not throwing it away. It's an, it's, he, look at this. He's not even going to be. We, it destroyed we, his career. We it don't destroyed even, his life, dude. This he's, has destroyed he's, his life. But yeah, under, okay. under your scenario, he, he's such a psychopath, like a total psychopath, that he didn't run even the most minimal cost-benefit analysis or what he was about to do. He's a hothead. No, not a hothead. Like anybody could be a little there, bit of a hothead. Look, this guy must be a psychopath mm-hmm. to make that poor, absolutely poor cost-benefit analysis. Or, um, or there was a potential for a lawsuit that was going to cost him more money. So he shot her. I don't know. It's, this still doesn't add up for me. I don't know. I, That's true. I, I mean, I'm glad that it's going to court. Several people. I'm glad that it's going to court, and I hope that the in, in criminal charges. Yeah, we don't look. They are. I'll, criminal, I'll tell you this. There are criminal charges. 
No. This is the first no? I've heard of it. No I don't think charges. so. This is a civil case right There's now. There's no criminal charges. Oh, I see. Right. Not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. Gonna, I'm asking. Oh, yeah. The point is, you're saying it's going to court. I'm saying, there's, you're, you're saying it was a miscalculation. What do you mean? He, if he walked out up to this woman in the middle of New York Avenue and pulled out a gun and shot her, he'd be in prison. Yeah, what if two 18-year-olds are right. sitting there, one picks up a gun and points it at the other one and shoots him and kills him. And it's like, I didn't know there was a bullet in it. Like We were <laughs> acting for a movie. They'd yeah, be yeah. like, shut up, you're under arrest. Yeah, mm-hmm. if they had a camera on and yeah. they thought Alec, they were acting. And then Alec Baldwin, doesn't he, he doesn't turn his and phone over for how long? That's kind of where I'm thinking is like, is it really far-fetched to believe that Alec Baldwin, like, believes that he's above all of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. not far-fetched. I think he does. You see think what I'm that. saying? Like do, you, like, do we really sound crazy saying, I think Alec Baldwin thinks he could publicly get away with oh, murder? I saw the sympathy crap videos he put out in the weeks yeah. following. Look, mm-hmm. let me just say, there's a potential for a motive in that we've, we've heard that people are walking off set, that people are complaining, that she was part of the crew and the crew was really, really upset. And it's frustrating for this guy who thinks he's so big and he's an A-lister. She's not the director, but she's giving him orders and telling him what to do. And he's getting frustrated. Those make sense. But the reality is there could be an infinite number of, of reasons for motive. Maybe he had an affair with her. Oh no, you know, Hilaria is going to find out. Maybe some, it could be, it could be as simple as that. We don't know. Mm-hmm. The fact is the story of how this went down, you'd have to be an absolute moron to believe the way they described it. He was accidentally given the gun by the wrong person, even though, even though he knows and has, and has stated already in interviews, it has to come from the armorer, but he let it come from the other guy instead. And then he took the gun, didn't check it, even though he knows you're supposed to check the gun. It's supposed to be displayed for you. He's stated all of those things. He's the one who said, you're handed a gun and it's, they open it up, they explain it to you. And then, you know, if you fiddle with it in any way, so they're like, why didn't you check it? Well, if I did check it, they'd take it away from me. That makes no sense. Like, it's an obvious lie. But let me just make it simple for everybody. Go out to a shooting range, all right? Talk to an instructor. Have them teach you and 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 and, and bring some blanks and fire a blank and then fire, uh, you know, what, what what was the caliber of the gun? Was, was it, uh, wasn't a forty five? was it? I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't, I don't recall. But just, just, just. Oh, uh, get a difference of the blank and the real bullet, the feel? You're going to be like, wow, this one's obviously the blank and this one's obviously the real gun. So I do think bullet. it was a murder just because he just shot her and apparently had good enough aim because we just saw in Louisville, Louisville, how it's pronounced, <laughs> this guy Louisville. attempted to, sh- Louisville, um, he attempted to shoot somebody really close range and still ended up missing him. For Alec Baldwin to hit this lady dead to rights, that looks right? incredibly intentional. Mm-hmm. And, and think about it, it was straight in the center of her yeah, chest so dude. that it hit her spine too. Yeah, that's intense. And went Damn through man. and let's, hit the director. Yeah, he, uh, he shot two people. Yeah. No, 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 check this out. It went straight through the center of her chest Jeez. and through her spine. That's spot I mean, on. So this center is, we're, we're talking about winning a lot, like winning three lotteries in a row week yeah. after week after week. That he had the wrong gun. He wasn't supposed to be using that. He wasn't supposed to point it at her. That there wasn't supposed to be a bullet in it. That his finger was off the trigger and he pulled the hammer back, Mm-mm. but the hammer went off anyway. Mm-mm. And then the bullet. It, it missed, but it went perfectly into the center of her chest no and way. ripped her spine apart. No. Then he said, I didn't realize I hit her and got up and walks away. BS. Yeah, get out of here, man. <laughs> I, people, you know, no, nah, I'm not playing that game. He did it. He, he murdered her. It was on purpose. That's my opinion. That is my opinion. What, so all the if, her, if her family now, is it up to them to press, like, charges? Uh, they have. Yeah, that yeah, was that was the basis of no, the lawsuit. Not no, the no, no, civil no, no, no. charges. Though. I mean, like criminal charges. Who charge? Who state, files that? The state does. And what are they? So you think they're waiting on it because Alec Baldwin's Alec Baldwin? So as everyone's already predicted, Alec Baldwin will pay some some fat settlement, and he'll never see a day in jail. 
That's the way it works in this country. Well, I think that then his motivation for thinking that he could do it and get away with it was entirely correct. And that would be perfect motivation to do that. If you got sick of somebody, you're like, boy, I think I can get away with this. Watch me. Oh, I got an idea for a movie. Rust 2. The making of Rust. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's coming. He'll be the victim of the movie. You know, I got to be honest. I'd love to make a really, really um, a sketch, a, a really great movie trailer sketch in bad taste about this. Yeah. This whole thing, Rust too, the making of Rust. Yeah, the movie trailer. I have no sympathy for this. Her husband, her family, right now, if they're not following through, taking this guy down and his entire production crew. They're he, suing him. I mean, taking him down. I don't. He has tons of money. He'll pay it out. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 what, what do you they, think is? What do you think they're going to do? Put him in prison for thirty years. They don't do that. The state does. Put him in this. prison for a year. Ian, <laughs> Judge Ian. The state yes. does this. Yeah, but I mean. Where's the pressure from the family? Where's the guy standing up oh, and saying you know, he just belongs in jail? He killed my wife. He's thinking I'd rather just get the sixty million dollars. Mm. He should get both. Mm. It's up to him what he wants. It's not going to come from the family to get to get legal record uh, le- uh, um, uh, uh, criminal justice. Man. The state decides. People need to understand this. Um, I don't know if it's true for every state. I think it is. There have been so many so many instances where. Someone will file charges, like they'll get attacked, and then the police will arrest the person, and they'll file charges against the the person who got arrested, and then the other person says, "I don't want to press charges. I want I want to, I want to withdraw." And they'll and the cops will be like, "You aren't pressing charges. We are. It's the state versus Mr. Smith, not you know Jane Doe versus John Doe. Mm. We don't need you as a witness because we already have your medical records showing the attack occurred. Bye bye. Mm. So it doesn't matter what the individuals want." But typically, when someone refuses to press charges, if they say, I don't want to press charges, what they're really saying is, I'm not going to be a cooperating witness for the state, and the state will likely lose then. And so then the state says, okay, get out of here. We're not going to, we're not going to move forward. There's no complaint. And, and not to mention that, like, do you really want to be a prosecutor who's like, I've got no witness, no victim, so it's just conjecture, and I'd rather not file the paperwork, to be completely right. honest, right? Is that, that's probably right. what's going to happen. In it's this a lot state, of work, go to court. They've now. got a lot of eyewitnesses. I can't imagine none of them would testify. Considering all of the different lawsuits against Alec Baldwin and his company, you'd think there'd be criminal charges against him instantly for, for doing this. Like, I don't care what the reason is, but this is what I'm saying. It's, it's why I think one, one of the things about this is a perfect crime. Alec Baldwin wants to kill someone, do it on a movie set. You'll never see it. You'll never see a, j- a day in jail. Mm-hmm. Rust 2, the perfect crime. Yes. I like that. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Yeah. We gotta make that happen. Damn. And then whenever we show Alec Baldwin, it should be like grainy black and white with like a thunderstorm behind him and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like a horror movie. (laughs) Yeah. And then like, then it shows him again. He's real big, you know, with the lightning striking behind him. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) now's your time to die. (laughs) No. Oops. It was an accident. You know what? I will continue to mock this shooting until they file criminal charges against that guy. Mm. Dude, it's so crazy, man. It's, it's, it's mainstream celebrity. It's political. It's the establishment. It's a big club and you ain't in it. Mm. But Mm -hmm. I'm glad to see that club falling apart, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, maybe some things will change. I want to talk about Roblox. Oh, well, no, I got, we have, we have this other story I'll just mention really, really quickly from BuzzFeed. A Rust crew member texted a warning about accidental gun discharges days before Alec Baldwin fatally shot Helena Hutchins. This is super unsafe. I mean, we knew the story, but. Now, the more I see this stuff, the more it just pushes me towards, I think they set this thing up. Mm. Like, Alec Baldwin's story is so half-brained and, like, insane and contradictory that I'm like, I see this, and I'm just like, I don't believe any of them. I don't believe any of them, man. I think Alec mm. Baldwin, 
you know, so so one thing one thing I think we just heard recently with Nick Cersei though is they had A crew and B crew or something like that because yeah. of COVID rules. A, B, and C. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they had you couldn't be in the same room depending on your your mm-hmm. crew code like or whatever. A could only be in the room with other A's, and B and mm. C had to be out of the room. That can explain why it was that the armor wasn't the one who gave the weapon to Alec oh, Baldwin. Yeah, that could. But it doesn't explain why Alec Baldwin threw away his training, why he didn't realize he just shot and killed a person, Good aim. shot dead center through the chest and through the spine. And he was like, I thought she fainted and just like walks away. It's like, yeah, those are the dead giveaways. Plus he's actions. on the phone. No, no, he was on the phone right away, right? Yeah. So what, someone faints so you get on the phone right away with somebody? I don't know if it was right away. Over. How long? I don't know how long between the shooting and him on the phone. But I'm pretty sure there's pictures of him on the phone outside like after it happened. I don't know if it was within a minute or within 20 minutes. And then he didn't turn his phone over. He refused to turn his phone over. Probably because did, of his did, conversation. Didn't he eventually yeah. do it? He exactly. Yeah, it took a long exactly. time. Exactly. Why? Why did Somebody he called time? something he was setting up. Mm-hmm. It has been done. Yes. The weaving of a conspiracy is starting to make a little yeah, bit more, more sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually crying right now for the cameras. They're, they're taking pictures of me as I'm talking to you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the conspiracy theory is that this Helena Hutchins woman was a journalist before she got involved I in cinematography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was doing these investigations. So... The conspiracy theorists think that she was still actively investigating something and that she was taken out. Yeah. Huh. I don't know about any of that stuff, man. That is interesting. I think it's, it's enticing, more, though. Yeah. I think you got a story of a hothead movie star. He's punt, he shoved a guy in the street and got sued over it. He screamed at his kid and called her a little pig, pig or something yeah. like that, you little pig. And so he's known for having a bad temper. We know the crew was fighting with him. He lied several times about his story. Isn't it just a simple solution that sometimes people commit murder? Yeah. That's um, it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, well, yeah, that is a simple solution. Sometimes. Applying it to this is a little more complicated because we don't know where the bullet came from. I want to know. That's why I'm saying he committed a murder. It came from him. He got a bullet. He put it in the gun. Yeah. Why was he using a real gun? That's the simplest solution. Got to get the shot. And what I mean is the camera angle. It's got to look right on camera is what I meant but, by got to get the, the shot. The lawsuit is flat out saying that they have prop guns for test filming. Like actual replicas and rubber guns. Why was using a real single action revolver with live ammo in it? Okay. Maybe what happened was uh, the assistant director hated Helena and set Al- uh, Alec up and, mm. and broke the sear on purpose. The sear is the piece inside. It holds the hammer back. He, he broke it on purpose. And that's why he said Alec Baldwin's finger was off the trigger and he pulled the hammer back and it went off on a functioning single action. That wouldn't happen. But maybe it was an old weapon. And the seer had been worn down and wasn't working properly. Hmm. So when he pulled the hammer back, it just released right away and slammed. That's gross rock. negligence by the production company. If that's what the case was, the handing Alec a a, def, a, a messed up gun is is negligence. No, what, what what gets me is all the people on Twitter who are de- who defended Alec Baldwin when I was tweeting about it, and they're mm. like, "Clearly, you don't know anything about how movie sets work." And I'm like, um, "I do." Whenever you hand someone a gun, it is the responsibility of the person holding the gun. Period. No matter what, at all times, don't care. Yeah, and that brings me back to the, my question. If two 18-year-olds have a camera set up in their living room and one pulls up a gun and she points it and shoots it, and, but there's a bullet in it, does that kid go to prison? Or mm. guy, yes. 20-year-olds? Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because there's a movie camera on, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He should have checked the gun. Yep. Right. Should have done a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But here we are, man. I don't know. What a crazy story. Ian came, came in here and he was like, there's a video of it. And I was like, no. Because everybody nuts. was saying they filmed it, right? They filmed what happened. Oh, they literally? Release? They're filming, right? 
Well, they, they might have been between takes. I don't know if it was rolling. You guys yeah. got to watch this video, by the way. In, it's in, not there's, a real video. No, it's a CGI. Yeah. Um, and there's music, which is a little manipulative. You know, it makes it creepy. But just watching the flow of it, it just looks so blatant on Alex's part. Hmm. Thoughtless and blatant. I mean, the video they made shows Alec just sitting there, and then he grabs the gun and goes bang and <laughs> shoots mean, her. It might have been more than like that. Manchurian Candidate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lifeless eyes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's pretty uh, accurate on that front. Pretty wild, yeah. yeah. Which just shows him sitting there. It's like a perfect rendition of his face. Yeah, perfectly calm. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's plotting something. Yeah. I think yeah. I think the story is important because it shows how people who are aligned with the establishment can. Uh, just basically get away it shows how COVID restrictions can mess up a movie site, so you can't have your armor on set with your with your acting t- A team. A- apparently, if that's possible, they have an A, B, and C team, which is completely mm. unethical for someone to put those people in that position of danger where the armor can't deliver the gun to the actor. Yeah. If that's the case, there's a lot of things that this is blown out of proportion, and that production company is liable for her death. Mm. For her, well, that's for why her. everybody's getting sued, but. Mm-hmm. You can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. Yep. They were already on a low-budget production, so I don't know what they're going to have left anyway. No. I keep thinking about Roblox, you guys. <laughs> well, you keep thinking, why? Yeah. Do you guys know what Roblox is? Have you heard of it? I've been hearing yes. about it, and I'm like, oh, what is it, Minecraft? Okay. Yeah. turns out it's the third largest video game company in the world, next to Nintendo, after Nintendo. And they basically a video game-making platform. And what they do is they give the software away for free to little kids to make video games, but what they call them as experiences on Roblox. Because if they call them games, they wouldn't be allowed to put Roblox on the App Store. So they have 200 million or 2 million or whatever experiences that these kids have made. And then other kids can go buy the games, and then the kids that make the game get like 17% of the money or something. And so it's basically this child sweatshops of digital game creation. They're having these kids build the metaverse. Now they're starting them off, and it's a corporation. The kids don't have access to the Roblox code. So if they want to go make their own Roblox, they can't. They're stuck learning how to build within the Roblox corporation system. So we have to either make this software free or plan for a, a... an eternity of servitude until we can shake these people out of it because these maybe, kids are desperate for money right now. Maybe that's it. Maybe we're not in a simulation. We're in the metaverse. That's it. That's and it. physics is the code. Like math is the code. Like the universe. You know, people are like, it's a simulation that we're all in. No, we're just in, we're, we're in Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse. Yes, because if you go into the metaverse and you don't have the code of the system, it's like, it's like not knowing math in this reality and them hiding that from you. Don't let it happen, man. All right. Let's go to Super Chats. <laughs> Thanks, homie. <laughs> Thanks for that special Roblox shout out, Ian. <laughs> if you haven't already, subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Smash that like button. And uh, go to TimCast.com. Become a member. Help support all of the work we do. Um, as a member, you are keeping Chris Carr employed. So that's uh, that's important. I'm yes. sure Chris is a... Extremely important. Yes. <laughs> I have small children to feed. Yes, Thanks. Right. And uh, you also get access to those member segments. We're going to have one coming up for you around 11 or so p.m. But let's read these Super Chats. All right. Let's see. I can't read the name of the first Super Chat because YouTube blocks it, but uh, like the honk button. Don't forget to do that. They say, Tim, when are you going to have another guest on like Vosh that speaks in leftist platitudes to mask ignorance? Seriously, though, please tell him he'd be more effective speaking the common vernacular. You know what really works for the left? And we saw this um, back during Gamergate with a lot of these personalities who were, you know, prominent feminist academics. Jargon works because it makes people think that you're smarter than they are and that you should follow them or listen to them because they're smart. So they say things using really big words that make no sense instead of simplified language to convey real ideas. That's why indoctrination on college campuses is so effective. 
Mm. It's like, I think George Carlin um, has a good bit about it when he was like, shell shock. You ever hear his bit on shell shock? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, over time, we keep making it more more serious. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Like, it's longer and more, like, you know, verbose. Yeah, because that's what people on the left are attracted to. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Raymond says, wait, Tim is not far right? I don't know. Wikipedia says so. Mm-hmm. Actually, Wikipedia calls me a weirdo centrist. Yeah, they're like, yeah, it says like, uh, Vice says that I'm left and right. Hmm. But it's funny because, you know, my Wikipedia page is always locked. And then as soon as I unlock it, it gets vandalized like crazy with other random garbage. Hey, Wikipedia, I invented a Zeppelin, the Let's Go Brandon Blimp. And I don't see that going up on Wikipedia. (laughs) They took that article down. Here's what you do. The article, I don't know where it is. It's the Guardian somewhere (laughs) that claims I invented a Zeppelin is retroactively correct. And I demand it be put back in my Wikipedia profile. So as it is spoken, so shall it be done. Indeed. All right. Matt Burkett says, Wheeling School District in Illinois is banning parents who are against the mask mandate. Same school district Charlie Kirk went to, and he's here this weekend. Please get the word out. Oh, Wheeling. I'm familiar with Wheeling. I've skated up there once or twice, I think. You know, back in the, uh, what was that, northwest suburbs? SH says, after hearing that TD just fo- froze some accounts today, I just closed all four of my accounts with them. Canada Bank, Canada bank run. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you've, uh, look, I'm not going to give anybody financial advice, but I'm just going to say, if it were me and I had accounts with TD Bank and I heard they, they froze people's accounts for political reasons, mm-hmm. I would pull my money out of that bank so fast, not for political reasons. Because they're going to freeze your money. Exactly. Someday. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know when it's coming, man. Yeah. And you're going to wake up one day and you're going to try and go to McDonald's to get your coffee. And they're going to be like, your cart's declined, sir. And you're yeah. going to be like, uh, no, that can't be right. And they're going to be like, you're going to pull up your app and say frozen, frozen, frozen. You're going to be like, whoa, I need yep. gas. What am I going to do? And they're going to be like, sir, we couldn't help but notice that you were posting on social media in, in support of an insurgent, an insurrectionist movement. So we've frozen all of your money. <clears throat> Yeah, sorry. I'd rather I'd rather have a big envelope full of cash under my mattress than put money in a TD bank account. I changed my bank for much less than that. Yeah, sure did. I did. I was at a I had a Wells Fargo once. Yeah. Oh yeah. Years and years ago, and I can't remember what happened. It was something really like petty. Yeah, me they, too. They, they, they <laughs> yeah. like they made me wait, and then were kind of rude to me when yeah. I was like politely waiting. So then I walked up and said, you know, I was gonna make a make a, a deposit, but I'm changing my mind. Withdraw all of it. And there's a Bank of America literally across the street, 10 feet. And I walked in and I was like, I'll go with you instead. (laughs) I got a story I'd like for you guys to hear. I was with Bank of America and I cashed a check that I got from someone on Craigslist. First red flag, don't ever do that. Don't ever take a check from someone. (laughs) And um, 1500 bucks or a thousand. And they cashed it and they gave it all me all the money immediately. So I spent it within like 10 minutes, uh, 800 of it, of the thousand. And then like a day went by and actually the check bounced. We have to take the money back. So they put me at negative $800 in my account. And I was like, Yo, I called him up. I'm a customer of the bank. You sold me the money. You can't take it back. And she was like, I agree with you, sir, but there's nothing we can, I can do. Wow. Canceled it. No, no, no. Never went back. Yeah, I don't think you understand, Ian. There's nothing they can do. If you give them a check, it's on the level, and they give you the cash, and then later on turns out they shouldn't have given you the money, that's on them. That's what I'm saying. They can't take that back. They already cashed the check. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. Ian, they literally can't. And they didn't, did they? They gave me the money and then I spent it and then they, they took the money back as in they gave me a negative charge. And then you stopped using the account. And then I to cancel my account with yeah, them. Yeah. Yo, Ian, if I walk up to you and say, Ian. And they put me on creditors you, had coming after me and stuff. If, if I come after you and say, you owe me a hundred dollars 
you could just say no. But they had creditors hitting me for years. They st- I still get stuff in the mail. It's like it's such after seven years. It, it it's yeah. No longer you get, legal. It's no yeah. But but they send letters to you, and if you respond to the letter, then it kicks it back on again, and you got to wait another seven years. They try and, and trick you. Respond. Yeah, they got. They try and trick you. In but the let paying. me let me just ask: Why were you cashing a check from Craigslist? I was living in L.A. and I was working like I was work, working doing body work on the beach, like just living paycheck to paycheck. And I sold a bunch of my magic cards for oh. money. And I did. And the guy was like, "I'll just give you fifteen hundred for all of them," because he didn't want to go through them and one he by gave one. You a bunk check, and he gave me a check. But I did get eight hundred bucks out of it. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> bank of America should have. Awesome. But uh, for for yeah, checks like that, have. the banks hold the money. They're first. supposed to make sure the check is clear before they give me the money. They yep. should have done that. Yeah, man. Or just gave me the money and walked away. I don't know. Yeah. Valkyria says, Ian, you're weird, you're random, but I'll still give you a bear hug. Love Hi. you, mate, and the rest of the gang. Two more days till Total Warhammer 3, Blood for the Blood God. Oh. All right. Yeah. Do you play Warhammer, Ian? I played a little bit of Total War, Warhammer um, 2 and 1. But I never really – I played Warhammer Tabletop. Did you guys ever play that? Mm-mm. Space Marines? Gray Wolves? No. The Eldar, I think, are my favorite. There's these, like, alien elves that have really high-tech weaponry. All Distortion right. cannons that can make things vanish, like, from thin air. That was more Halo. Deep particulate. Sounds good. Space Marines. Uh, let's, let's read this. We got Raymond the Turk Longwell says, Bro, Michael is 40 today. Happy birthday, Michael. When he sees this later drunk, he'll be happier than Luke is when he's forcing signatures to work out. Signatures? Yeah, hmm. for the vlog. Yeah, he made everyone sign a thing saying they'd work out. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yep. Well, happy birthday, Michael. Yep, happy birthday. Yep. Happy birthday. Let's grab some more super chats. Let's see what we got. Ricky K says, Ottawa Police Chief resigns. That's right. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. All right. It's me says, they can turn the protest on its head by just driving five miles an hour. Now what the government going to do? And same effect. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying before. If a bunch of truckers just drove, they they could be like, hey, you, you're blocking the road. And they'll be like, I'm not trying to. I'm driving. But there's just so many trucks here. Yeah. Imagine if you had the Freedom Convoy, you know, with how many thousands of truckers. Instead of actually just barricading any bridge or anything, they just drove. It would just mm-hmm. be jammed up. And then you go in circles. What was that one CNN an- analyst? She was like, her solution was like slash their tires. Oh, everyone on Twitter was like, uh, yeah. so you're just going to slash like hundreds of tires. It just kind of defeats the purpose. No, they're just going to stay there. Yeah. Then you move don't the slash trucks. Those tires, yeah. Right? No. yeah. You, so people were commenting like, if you do that, they'll burst. Literally burst. Yeah. yeah. You'll get yeah. a lot of pressure seriously on there. Hurt, man. Don't do that. Yep. <laughs> Michelle says, all Trudeau has to do is comply and the mandates and all the truckers will go home. It really shouldn't be that difficult. Yeah, seriously. Think about being one of these crackpot authoritarians supporting this. No, you should comply and just take the injection. Your body is meaningless. Mm. Creepy, man. All right. What is this? Jeremy Wien says yes, because farmers and plumbers want to rule the world. Certainly don't. Okami says, I knew that guy. Not only was he a psychotic lefty, he was was also used... He also uses meager fame in the local punk scene to keep keep on young teenage girls. I don't know who they're referring to. Who are they referring to? Mm, I, I guess know. it's the guy that tried to assassinate the mayor. Oh, right, 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 hmm. right. Yikes. Creepy. Ian Bridges says, Tim, the firearms seized at the Alberta-Montana border were mostly from a local residence, not from vehicles. The media lies all the time. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Wow. John Boy says, Jordan Peterson interviewed one of the truckers. 
He said what they, they, what they want is an end of the vax mandate and passport. Ghislaine Maxwell convicted in Ep- Epstein case. So media coverage there more interested in Rogan. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Michael says, I'm a boomer and I'm watching you. Yes, there are many boomers who watch. Thank you. But, uh, right. you know, my point was about boomers aging out is not uh, meant to be disrespectful. It's just that, you know, boomers are aging. And so they're less likely to be in industry and corporations and politics. Although for some reason, in politics, they're sticking around in, in D.C. Man. Greasy Nail says, is it always a charge of misinformation without giving an example? Also, Fortenberry, what is the deal? Is he getting the... Hugh Sco from from the FBI. What is that? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Hughes cow. I'm not sure. Don't know what that is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Lumberjack says this is what a progressive woke leader does, acting like a dictator. Act uh, keyword acting drama teacher. Ian, we need your mental energy. So say so say we all. This is the way, hunk. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. I'm gonna fix my posture so the energy can flow there you go <laughs> carolyn says tim i'm a 60 year old six i'm 60 years old and a proud boomer i'm a fan can you please stop telling me i'm dying every chance you get thank you <laughs> <laughs> with all due respect That's aging fair. out means a variety of things it doesn't mean you're dying like retiring yes. yeah like retiring and so when um gen z and millennials are aging in you have a millennial being appointed to the ceo of a new company hmm. that millennial energy is coming in you know, let me just say, you know, the boomers, uh, I could be wrong, but boomers are the ones who made the next generation, right? Mm-hmm. It was boomers, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Still living with the consequences. You did yep. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Gen Xers and boomers joined forces to make shows like Stargate. And uh, what other good stuff was there in the late Indiana 90s? Indiana Jones. Oh, or that. Firefly. Firefly was pretty good. Firefly was good. Yeah, yeah. Stargate was great. Yeah. Stargate was so great. Yeah, that was Boomers and Gen Battle X's Star, teaming Battle up. Star was around Teamwork. before. Yeah. Then Millennials came in, and they were just like, <laughs> but can we make it so, like, this, the hero's in a wheelchair? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're like, okay. Way to go. The hero's not good went. enough, and the villain's not bad enough. Make it more obvious. <laughs> but can we make the hero a villain who steals clothing from a guy on a motorcycle because he tells her to smile? And is a girl. <laughs> Actually, isn't uh, the guy who made Ghostbusters 2016, he was a Gen Xer, wasn't he? I don't know. Paul Feige or whatever Paul, his name. Oh yeah, oh Feige. that guy. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see. Is that probably um, yeah, Captain Marvel where she stole yeah. the motorcyclist? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Terminator Two. They just ripped it off of Terminator Two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. He's like, he's like, you should smile more. And she's like, <laughs> and then she steals his clothes. Derivative. But I yes. guess the point was like she's supposed to be a bad guy, brainwashed or whatever. Mm. But it was just so obvious what they were going for with Captain Marvel, where it's like there's a man who suppressed her power by putting a device on her. And then in the end, she realizes she has the power all along and, like, breaks Gosh. free or something. And he keeps telling her to control her emotions. No, for real. He's like, you need to control your emotions. She's like, ah. Oh. And it's like, what? She has suit. <laughs> it made no sense because, like, what are you talking about? She can shoot energy beams from her hands. She doesn't need to control that. She needs to use that as a weapon against bad guys. And he's like, control your emotions. Don't use your energy weapons or whatever. He's What's right, but there's a better way to communicate that with someone than to tell them to stop. Mm-hmm. And then she's got this thing suppressing it. I don't understand why they would give her all of these powers and bring her on the team if they didn't want her to use it. It was basically just like, you know, and then it's like, no man's going to keep me down. You know. Oh, snap. <laughs> Z-snap. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's read. Let's read. Trey Allen says, Ian mentioning why do listen to these people in uh, wigs reminds me of Always Sunny. The gang cracks the Liberty Bell. 
I haven't seen that in a long time. All right. 2D System says, is it against YouTube TOS to call for everyone to just not file their taxes this year? I think it is. I, I think would it's think illegal. So, yeah. I like mm-hmm. the idea of organizing mass civil disobedience with internet video, but you got to be careful with, with terms of service and stuff too. I, I would err on the side of like, if you're going to do it, do it on your own network. But, you know, once the video's up, they pull it down. I don't know. I, I think know everyone should be uh, happy and proud to, to pay their taxes. Yeah, of course. When, I just want to know uh, where they and, go. And, and, and the nowhere real, good. Well, that's, that's the point. We should be, but we're not. Mm-hmm. We're not happy. You know, there's a great meme. Someone said, is a lefty. They were like, I would like universal health care. And then they were like, conservative responds, well, then who's going to pay for it? And they're like, me, you idiot. Stop taking my money to blow up kids. <laughs> and I'm like, I, my other solution is like, stop taking my money to blow up kids. Let me keep it. And I'll buy health care with that, too. Dude, right, I'm, yeah. I'm down for either left or right populist response. Thomas to Massey was saying exactly. we could repeal the Department of Education or do whatever to remove it. 400 million a year. Then we could split that to the states. Eight million per state for, to, for teachers. There you go. Interesting. That might be a good approach. No, I'm not a fan of that. Of no. splitting up the DOE? I don't like education public rather. public education. Mm. Yeah, Give it to families. Yeah, if you give it to families. I yeah. think we need uh, – I think we'd be much, much better off with like a voucher system maybe. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, families so they can go wherever they want. Yeah. You choose. Well, how do you pronounce this? Kaoshe says, BC Canuck here. The Convoy Freedom protests have been inspiring, finally giving a sliver of hope after two long years. However, every day I fail to shake off a dread that grips me hard. I'm worried about where this all leads. Mm. That nails it. That's exactly how I feel about this situation. The night is always darkest before the dawn. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. We got a couple people, DeBob and Ted, mentioning Defiant Elves was suspended on Twitter today. I saw that. Bummer. This is from John. He says, 28 caliber is actually a thing. It's equivalent to 7 millimeter. So a 7 millimeter Remington Magnum is a 284 caliber bullet, kind of like the 556 is a 223. So basically 28 caliber is a thing, but no one refers to it that way. So look, but, but sure, but you're saying a 284. The point is in the film, The Dark Knight, the guy on the stand pulls a gun. It doesn't go, it, 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 it fails to fire, misfires. And then Harvey Dent grabs it, takes it apart, and he goes, Chinese made 28 caliber. If you want to kill a public official, I recommend you buy American. And they're like, <laughs> and they're all clapping. And then I remember when I first watched the movie, I was like, yeah. And then I watched it again a few months ago, having, now having purchased many guns. And I was like, and I went, 28. I was like, I don't have any of those. Is that what? And I looked it up. And as soon as you Google it, it's like, it's not a thing. That's funny. They have no, like, they, they, they couldn't have even asked somebody. He could have said nine millimeter, you know, or he could have said like something Chinese. I don't know. Making a reference to a gun made in China. I don't know. I imagine I actually don't have any Chinese made guns. All Good. of my, all of my guns are American. I, I have a Turkish. How oh, yeah, dare Turkish you? Too. How yeah. dare you say something like that, Tim? <laughs> what? That I don't have any Chinese yeah, made how guns? How dare you say something like that? Where you, look where you are. In, in the United America. States of China. <laughs> You can't say stuff like that on YouTube. What's wrong Seriously. with you? Oh, yeah. That's You're right. <laughs> All right. Joshua Ryman says, Tim, I've been watching since May 2020. You brought hope and solace where at the time there was none of. I am in Madison, Wisconsin, conservative and a member of TimCast. My family and I believe keep pushing forward and God bless. Thank you very much. I really, I really appreciate it. Nice. Let's see. Bookworm says, Tim, your crypto bait and switch theory you've mentioned a few times is not new. Look up Nisara. Some people calling it the quantum financial reset, and I think it's benevolent. 
Others think it's planned and reason for Q psyop. Yeah, I've heard about that stuff, but that's that's not necessarily the same thing. I mean, I get it. Bitcoin exists and people are doing stuff with it, and all of these big financial institutions are are adopting it. What are we What are we hearing now? There's rumors. Uh, maybe I'm, maybe this is this is actually out there that the oil companies are going to get into the mining Ooh. game. Do you hear that? Mm, interesting. Maybe. I, think that was, I think that was Bloomberg. I tweeted out that I thought maybe corporations shouldn't be able to own crypto, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I thought that. It was really a r- rudimentary thought, but that like if they're going to take crypto, which they could, it would just go straight through to the employees. Hmm. Interesting. It just seems very dangerous to like mm-hmm. corporations have like a personality when it comes to finance. Mm. Kevin says, I live in Anaheim. Hell yeah, Disney owns us. <laughs> Town of Mouse. I was down there when, um, during the riots in Anaheim, several, like, the, almost 10 years ago now. Mm. And it was crazy, the response. They had police on horseback with Boken. Whoa. You know what that is? Is that the two balls with the. No, that's no. a bolus. Oh, a bolus. Look it up. Okay. A Boken? I think it's, I think it's called a Boken. B-O-K-K-E-N? Is that what it is? I think so. Japanese yeah. What's weapon a, or something? It's a wooden sword. Yeah. Oh my god. It's a Japanese long wooden Japanese sword. wooden sword. Oh, Used wow. for training in wow. Kenjutsu. Yeah. And so they're riding on horseback with these really long wooden swords, you know, like guiding people and like <laughs> swinging them around. That's real. <laughs> I love it. Blue C says, Tim, some Gen X parents had kids age 35 plus. We watch you and have Gen Z teens. So there is hope. That is that is good to hear. Yes, mm. absolutely. I mean, you know, we talk about generations, but there is a wave. It's a gradient. It's not yeah. like everyone is just 35 and 25. And Although, you know, there are some people who probably envision a world in which everything is deeply controlled and people just, you know, breed when told. They're concerned about population growth. And they don't want people having too many children and things like that. So then they can. Uh, oh, interesting. Divine Owls was suspended for ban evasion. For hmm. what? Ban evasion. Oh, interesting. Huh. Hmm. I call BS. Yeah, I don't believe that. Hmm. Yep. True and unashamed of pressure, Batacaf Care says, in oh, the yeah. words of the great Rakeda, uh, under every judge's robe is just a naked dude or woman. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. Technically correct. There you <laughs> That's go. Kind of correct. <laughs> Christopher says, Tim, my wife and I moved to West Virginia this year. The freedom is amazing. Ooh. We want to raise chickens. Yes. What do you do with your males? We don't want to kill them only because they're inconvenient. Love the show. Can't wait to visit Freedomistan. Mm. So, um, well, we have five roosters. <laughs> In Chicken City, we've removed the Black Star chickens and sent them off to Freedomistan, which is their, you know, their own little version now. I hope they're doing all right. I, we, we have people there taking care of them. But uh, as we're building the new space... The, we only have two roosters here now, and it's Roberto and his son, Roberto Jr., and they get along just fine. It's a, they, have a, they have a massive amount of space. There have been no problems. So what I was told by several people is that because he was a baby and grew up around all of them and the rooster, they're, they're fine, and they won't fight. But uh, there may come a time when they're both fully grown, and then Roberto Jr. says, I'm in charge now. But uh, my, what I read is it's a misconception that roosters kill each other. They only do if you take two different roosters who don't know each other and put them in a small confined space. But if they grow up together, they have a pecking order, they should be fine. That being said, you try to keep them separated and try to make sure the roosters have enough. Is there always an alpha rooster? An alpha. Like well, there's, there's like 20 order. of them on a farm, there's yeah. a pecking order. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, I used to live next to somebody who had like 50 chickens and they just separate into flocks. So they can freely move about in the, in the field. 
but like, you know, one group of chickens with one rooster over here, and then one rooster over here, and then one rooster over here, and they kind of just did their own thing, you know, they had their own crew. It is really funny to see that we introduced the, the three babies that uh, the first ones we raised when we introduced them back into Chicken City. Now that they've, you know, all become part of the same flock, it's funny to see Roberto, who's the dad, be very protective of them. You know, when, I, when I'm trying to, like, clean things out or move something and he's, like, yelling at me. Here's the crazy thing. <laughs> Roberto Jr., who is, like, he grew up with the, these, these two uh, hens. I was trying to herd them back inside. I was letting them go out and eat berries and, you know, eat grass. And then when I was trying to w- wiggle a stick at him to get him to go, he runs up and bows his head and, like, puffs his wings out like he was going to fight me. And I'm like, man. He's a man now. Right. Mm-hmm. We raised him from a little baby who hatched out of that egg, and we watched it. Now he's all <laughs> tough, like, hey, you stay away from my girls. Is Junior Aww. the one that was singing, that was had, like, the unique? No. Okay. No, Mr. Singer is one of the black stars. Oh. He, had a, he had a weird, a weird, you know, he didn't peep. He had, like, a whistle. Of uh, the two, Roberto and Roberto Jr., they're, uh, they, di- they're, they have different crows. Or what, oh, yeah. what are mm-hmm. they called? What's the sound called that they make? Crow. Crow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. It's very, very unique. I can tell here in both. Throughout the day, they come on at different times. Well, the funny thing is when uh, Roberto Jr. was first learning how to crow, he kept falling. <laughs> he's trying really hard. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. But now he's got the hang of it and he's doing all right. But it's, it's different, right? It's cute. All right. Let's read some more super chats. Let's see. Chrome leader says, if you can prove he had control of the recoil, you can prove guilt. That's interesting. Mm. If he was firing and anticipated a blank and it like not pull his hand back or something, mm. if he was anticipating it, and pull the trigger and control, you could make an argument Mm. that he knew it was loaded. Whoa. Especially if his finger was off the trigger. I got to tell you, man, uh, maybe I'm wrong about this, but my understanding is if I was holding a gun and uh, I'll put it this way, we've got, uh, I've got a KSG 25, right? It's a, it's a uh, pump action shotgun with uh, uh, two mag tubes. It holds 25 shells, one in the chamber and 20 and 12 in each chamber. And, uh, you can put in like turkey, turkey shot or something, 12 gauge, and then buckshot on the other side. Or, or, or I, you know what? I, sh- I shouldn't even say that. If you take a shotgun and you put, you know, bird shot, then buckshot, and you tell someone it's only got bird shot, they are going to be very, very surprised mm-hmm. when the buckshot goes off. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very different. So granted, shotguns are much more powerful. I think it's funny when, when Joe Biden's like, get a shotgun. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, if you can't handle a shot, I don't know if people can handle shotguns, man. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, that they're not as simple as people make them out to be. Sure. Are these semi-automatic, the, the KSG? No, it's not. I said pump action. Oh, pump action. Are yeah. semi-automatic shotguns illegal? Um, I think if they, in, in, um, Maryland, if they have a pistol grip and they're semi-auto, they're illegal. If they're semi-automatic, uh, semi-automatic with a rifle grip, they, I think they're legal. And then if, uh, but you know, you could have a pistol grip and pump and it's fine. But uh, the point is Alec Baldwin anticipating the recoil, I think is very interesting. Yeah. Cause that, that's, that's something hmm. moving that slug out mm-hmm. and he anticipated it. The fact that he said he didn't know she had shot with a live bullet. I'm calling BS yeah. on. Oh, yeah, no way. It's gotta be a lie. Like we've got, um, we've got a variety, you know, over in West Virginia, a variety of different shot- shotgun shell types. And when I'm talking to people and training them, I always like to give them like snake shot, like some like game load, something really weak. But you're not going to give someone a slug on their first, you know, attempt at firing a, a weapon. Yeah. So you, you give them something lighter. For him to be in control of it, I just I just say BS, man. I say BS. 
It's me, says Baldwin is producer. Lots, lots to lose. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, this is crazy stuff. Let's read some more. Leslie Dow says he didn't react to her death because, because he's a sociopath. <laughs> Ryan says Alec Baldwin said she was intense. Mm. That's right. Is that how you describe your friends? No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like a semi-negative thing to call somebody. You know what I mean? It's You're an neutral. intense person. Yeah, it's neutral. Well, best. it's a neutral way of criticizing them. Right. Like, who wants to be around someone who's intense all the time? Stressful, yeah. You know? Jesus, I think Alec Baldwin playing Trump for so long rubbed off on him. Rough, rubbed off on him. I, I can shoot a man on the White House lawn and everyone will still love me. He believed his own uh, press in his mind. Mm. There's something to that. You know, Heath Ledger did the, the Joker and then yeah. took his life basically <laughs> shortly mm-hmm. after. That That's, and I'm acting, when you get into method acting and you, you, you act, you really believe you are the character while you're doing it to make it real. It does change your brain chemistry. It was like Jim Carrey. What was that movie? Mm. Man on the Moon. Man yeah. on the Moon. Yeah. 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 Expedition says, first assistant director here. Armorer is a crew and should be the one who gives weapon. First AD, armorer and actor all inspect weapon together. Every take and every time gun is brought out. Sloppy on protocols or intentional. Mm. That's what I'm saying. How do you assume that multiple people all made the perfect mistake that allowed him to pull out a gun and shoot a woman and then be like, I don't know. Mm. It's like monkeys with typewriters. Yeah, Yeah. seriously. Yep. All right. Let's see what we get. Someone said something. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, Don White says defiant elves being banned from Twitter is unbelievable. That account was nothing more than a mirror. Yep. Yeah. Didn't like the mirror. Heiser Flip says, "Will you ever? Uh, will you ever have David Pakman on? Do you agree with anything he says?" Uh, David is always welcome to come on. Yes. And I think David is wrong because I don't think David does does journalism, and I don't mean that as a as a uh, a. a as I, I don't mean that disrespectfully when Dave Rubin told, uh, I think he tweeted AOC like, Hey, someone on your team who thinks I'm a journalist, please stop sending this to me. She, or, or no, no. He was like, please stop sending me your, your press releases. And then she responded with, Oh, someone must have thought you were a journalist. We'll get you removed promptly. All these leftists were like, Oh, sick burn. And it's like, Dave Rubin was never a journalist. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. He's a comedian, political commentator. Yeah. So he was like, I'm not a journalist. Don't send me these. And they were acting like it was a burn. It just makes no sense. Huh. So anyway, what I mean is there have been uh, um, I've, I, I haven't watched as much of David's stuff as, uh, in a while as I, as I used to. But, you know, I mention often how when Ted Cruz correctly cited Politico and The New York Times pertaining to Ukraine meddling in the 2016 election to help Democrats, instead of actually Google searching the stories to see if it was true, David just mocked Trump. And I'm just like, it's a weird thing because it takes you five seconds to do this. To look up the New York Times article that says Ukrainian court rules that, you know, individuals meddled in the election to help Democrats. You can just look that up. It takes you five seconds. It's the New York Times. Mm -hmm. But David didn't even do that. So my opinion on David is he's entitled to his opinions on certain things. We have we have different politics. But I think over the past several years, he's just uh, his show is based on, you know, look, he provides commentary on the commentary of others. Like in that circumstance, he was watching Meet the Press and then commenting on the opinions of Meet the Press instead of doing mm. research. And one other example, and it's been a long time, so I think be, I think it would be a great conversation. He he, we, we ran two videos in the same day. One said Donald Trump's approval rating, you know, uh, disapproval all time high, and mine was Donald Trump's approval rating all time high. How could that be possible? Well, David used a single poll; I used an aggregate poll, 
in aggregate, Donald Trump's approval rating reached its highest point. In a single poll, Donald Trump's approval rating was as low as it's ever been. Hmm. That's the difference, I suppose, and you know, at least how I view our content. But of course, then, if you're a leftist, you look at David's stuff and you're like, see, he's right. Everybody hates Trump. And then they see my content and they're like, he's lying. That's not true. Right. You know, we've, we've all seen the poll. And I'm like, I'm talking about the real clear politics average, which includes all of the polls. And I look at 538. I like civics a lot, though, too, for its timeline. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. If you haven't already smashed the honk button, honk the like button right now and give us those likes and go to TimCast.com, become a member, help support the show, keep our journalists employed. And as a member, you'll get access to our exclusive member segment segments. We're going to have one coming up for you around 11 or so p.m. tonight. So uh, make sure you check that out. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast. Drew, you want to shout anything out? Yes, I have a big announcement. I signed a deal with Turning Point USA. We Ooh. will be launching a show called Frontlines. I'll be hosting five days a week. Uh, it'll be at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every single day. And we will be covering the news every single day. But also... We will be deploying journalists. We're setting up a team as well and connecting with journalists and on the ground reporters worldwide because, you know, I think we have seen this decline in journalism. We've seen this decline in reporting. And I think one of the most essential, uh, centerpieces, this is just my opinion. I know a lot of journalists may disagree is actual on the ground reporting, like having people there. Uh, cause we could sit here and comment on the news. Uh, but I think we get stuff wrong sometimes because we're not actually there and none of us are perfect, but that's kind of what we want to start bringing more to the table with my show as well as actually talking to the people on the ground, getting what's going on worldwide, not only the United States. So that's coming down, uh, the pike soon. And my first episode will be this upcoming Tuesday. And I promised all my followers and my audience that I would eventually do something with Kyle Rittenhouse. So just publicly, Kyle will be my first guest on episode one nice. this Tuesday, breaking down what we both went through during the trial and what he has coming down, which he has some pretty big announcements coming next week. You'll hear it on my show only. So I'm excited for that. Thank awesome. you guys. You guys can follow me on Twitter, Drew H Live. You can follow me on my YouTube channel. I think that's in the description. Mm-hmm. I think we yep. put in. So Drew thank you guys for having me. It's going to be awesome. All right. I just want to shout out our amazing journalists on, on the team. We've got yes. uh, the head writer, Hannah Claire, the tireless Michael. We've got uh, Jay Lee. We've got Charlie. We've got the fearless Alad. And, of course, we have our esteemed editor-in-chief, the unstoppable, indefatigable force of nature <laughs> that is Cassandra <laughs> McDonald. Yeah. Lover. Yeah. Formerly um, Cassandra Fairbanks. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And she sent me um, some video of her monkeys. All you got to do is ask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cassandra will deliver. <laughs> nice. uh, Drew, just to clarify, when people go to watch your show on Tuesday, where, what is the URL that they hit? Yes, they can watch it on the Turning Point USA YouTube channel. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be Twitter. I think they're going to get it on Getter eventually. And is then the website as well. It's live. Cool, man. It'll be live every single Amazing. day. You guys can yep. follow me at iancrossland.net if you want to get in touch with me via social networks. And I will look forward to talking to you. See you later. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Drew, is that that comes in podcast form, right? Eventually, I think they're going to run it with the podcast. Uh, but right now, we're just launching the live show, and I'm I'm just super stoked because it's yeah. going to be awesome to see how this. It's like my madness coming into their world, and, and <laughs> I think yeah. people are really going to start to see how that unfolds. Because one of the main things I wanted to get across was like, I'm going to be me, I'm going to stay me, I'm not going to change me. I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing on a bigger platform, and that's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. I awesome. love that all my like on-the-ground reporters are really coming into their own. I think that's awesome and necessary. You guys may follow me on Twitter and Minds.com at Sarah Patch Lids. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Make sure to sign up, support our work, and we'll see you all there. Bye, guys.